All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 112, 112. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas and joining me as always from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? Um, <clears throat> one, number one, forget, for, you know, forgive the internet connection on my end if it goes a little south. So far, so I'm, good. I'm in, okay, good, because I'm in the basement of, of a cabin up in New Hammy. There you are. Second, Fred. Mm-hmm. Second. Um, I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, boy. Here we go. Could get us uh, shadow banned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Could get us kicked off of Twitter. Could We could get some angry emails. I don't okay, know. Here we go. But I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Uh, I think some 41 is greatly underrated. Right? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just I'm going to go out there on a ledge. And I don't know if you you could hear it through my headphones, but I was I was watching some Sum Forty One videos right before we started. Oh, Sum Forty One uh, has some fun videos, honestly. They definitely do. Yeah, they definitely do. I was uh, I was at work the other day, and uh, as you know, I watch uh, reaction videos. I like reactors. <laughs> yeah. Right. I like I have different reactors for different things. I like guys that react to movie trailers and game trailers and. You know, I like people that react to shows and stuff I like, and I have get there's people I like that react to music videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a trend out there, Fred. Uh, <clears throat> there's a Fred. There's a trend of like hip hop heads, right? Like okay. young twenty somethings, maybe early thirty, like hip hop guys, rap guys that are like reacting to like rock videos for the first time. Oh. Nice, <laughs> and you know it's a, it's purely for hits, right? They're just like, oh yeah, you know, like, yo, know, uh, rap fan listens to Led Zeppelin for the first time, and then the thumbnails yes. him holding his headphones and going, whoa, <laughs> 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 you know, oh, you know, a lot of people hate fan. that trend, but I I find it quite amusing I, I love myself. <laughs> I love it, and uh, <laughs> I see it all the time, and um. And usually it's that stuff, right? It's like uh, Led Zeppelin or mm. like Metallica in Russia. You know what I mean? Like fucking these videos. <laughs> and they're like, I had no idea. And uh, so one, po- so there's one guy that uh, reacts to like rap videos. He's a young dude. I think he's in his late 20s, mid 20s. And it happened to be some 41, Fat Lip. And it was like six days ago. So it wasn't like some old video from like six years ago. And I was like, right. that's weird. I go, I got to watch this. I love some 41. I haven't listened to them forever. And uh, so I'm watching the video for Fat Lip. And uh, right away, he goes, I know this song, right? Because it's like we use for any that, right? Yep. That oh, fucking yeah. riff. And uh, he's like, I know this. He's like, I've never seen the video. I heard the whole song. But he goes, I know this. And, he listens to it. and I'm watching the video. And it, and it occurred to me that um, I know this video. Like, inside and out like if you put like uh like electrodes on my brain i could probably play you the whole video in my head from memory because i'm like fuck man like i'm not even watching this going oh i forgot about that i'm just like oh my god i must have watched this video a thousand times in the song it's good i love it this is. song i love some 41 i and then i started seeing album covers i'm like oh my god i had all these albums like their first like five albums i must have followed them and i'm like this is crazy. And I'm watching the video of Fat Lip, right? And it's all like, uh, it's that, you know, late 
late teen, early twenties, teen angst, late nineties, oh, yeah. right? Like mosh yeah, pits and uh, jackass stylings and people going down hills and bathtubs and hell yeah. people on half pipes and girls dancing and peeing in the corner, fun shit, right? And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, man, that was my energy. Like yeah. I was probably 23, 24, 22. I don't know, mid twenties. I can't remember when that song came out, but I remember uh, I, was I can in date my it perfectly. Uh, I think date it was it. American Pie Two had just come out, so because it's in there. Some forty one, uh, Fat Lip is is a song in there. Um, so yeah. So what? What's I look it up? Was the album right? Uh, Fat Lip. All killer, no filler. All killer, no filler. That's right. Yep. All right. I Year. think In Too Deep was in, I'm In Too Deep was in that. Okay. Um, that 2001. Album. Yep. And that's when American Pie 2 came out. 2001. So. 2001. So, um, fuck. 21 years ago. That's rough. Yeah. That's fucking rough when you say that, isn't it? I was that, 19. I was, uh, I was in college. Woo. So, uh, yeah, I was 20. What was I? 27? Yeah. 27. 26, 27. So, yeah, it was right before I left my first vomit. But it was like I was aging out of that behavior. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, you know, when I was 19, I met this dude at work, and he was like a true skateboarder, jackass-type skateboarder, and I wasn't. But I got in with his friends. Mm. And so I was like in that lifestyle doing that yep. shit, even though I never was a skateboarder, like I never skated, but I was just in that crew. So I was around that shit. So I was around that energy, those type of clubs and all that shit. Um, and then, so I'm watching this video with this, this rap kid watching it and he's grooving to it. And then he, um, there's a scene in the video where they, they show like a girl pee in the corner and her friends trying to block the camera and then they're doing all the shit. And he's like, he pauses it. He goes, man, this is fun. He goes, this is a fun energy, <laughs> right? He Hell goes, yeah. man. He goes, I wish, I wish I had that energy. I wish I was part of that energy. But then he goes, wait. But then I'd be old right now if I was a part of that fun energy, right? <laughs> and then he says something so true that it hurt me, like uh-huh. deep down. He just goes, that's right, people. He goes, these these kids in this video, these are your parents right now. <laughs> <laughs> he says, he goes, he goes, that's right. He goes, don't be so hot on your parents. You call them lame. These were your parents right here. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> that cuts deep. Yeah, that's real that's deep. That's deep. That's real deep. But uh, then I started listening to Sum 41 all week. All their songs. I'm like, fuck, I forgot how good they were. Right. Whew. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, mm-hmm. still around. And you know, when you do dives on bands that you solicitor, Obviously, you see current stuff still around, still touring, opening for shit. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Well, and Derek I don't Ridley. know if you recall, like they were on top of the world for a short period of time. So I kind of don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I just remember them having hits. Avril Lavigne. That's right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. They're both and, Canadians. That's why. Yeah, and he hates like he just seems like he's got a very low tolerance for. A large number of people, that lead singer. But they are having fun, to be clear. Um, Derek Wibley. And who was like a Sid Vicious ripoff. Like when yeah, he came yeah, out, he, he was like a young it. Sid Vicious. Yep. But uh, 
Yeah, that was a yeah. That's right. He did marry. At least did they stay married? I no, doubt it, right? uh, they had a bad divorce, and then she married Chad Kruger, and they too had a bad divorce. And I mm, think she what's the common denominator yeah, in this? I think she's mm-hmm. married to a third. I think she's about to get married again or something. Stay away. You know, uh, I'm watching the video too, and uh, the dude's like, "Man, where is this?" And I'm like. I felt like telling him, don't get too excited. This isn't someone's backyard in Canada. Yeah. Don't get too excited. You think this is like in <laughs> LA somewhere or something, yeah, you know? No. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, these are Canadian boys. So anyways, folks, that's your little Sum 41 tour. Oh, actually, right? I'll bring it back to video You're games. welcome. Fun fact, Sum 41 did um, the title track in the obscure video game, Obscure. <laughs> So there you go. There you go. It's a survival horror game that was on the Xbox, PlayStation 2, and PC. And it's not very good. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. I was still buying CDs in 2011 because I bought that go. CD that came out in 2011. So I can't believe I bought some of this shit. Right? God damn. Well, there you go, man. Some 41. But otherwise, that Fred. Otherwise, in my detour to some forty-one this week, I'm 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 spending Memorial Day weekend up here at the cabin. Haven't yeah. been here forever, yeah. and um, with some old speckle hens, I found some in the fridge because my Fantastic. boy Sean Freeman, yeah. who couldn't get any, I had some laying around in a fridge in New Hampshire. Because I, I said to my wife, I'm, I said, hey, I'm going to run out later, go to the the one of the local stores here and grab some beers for my show, and then I just happened to be going. Reaching in deep into that fridge because I knew there was a, a spare Mountain Dew rolling around back there somewhere that someone <laughs> forgot. Mm-hmm. And I was fully reaching deep. And then uh, there they were, some old speckle hens in the back. The father-in-law likes to uh, dump out my beer when he's up here. And oh. not like in this crazy, malicious, like I hate uh, Rob way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like beers in general. He's just not a drinker. He doesn't see a need. you know. And he thinks when we come up here. Mm-hmm. that were like partying like in his head him yeah. and his wife's head would me and my wife and family and maybe some friends come up he thinks we're, we're like some 41 in fat lip he thinks <laughs> we're tearing the place down and going down the beach in a bathtub and shit it's like yeah mostly we sit around and so what happens is like he'll go in the fridge to get something and like one of my beers mm-hmm. and granted there's like four of them left over at any given time, one of them would be in his way of like the butter, and he'll just like yeah, he'll chuck them all out like <laughs> in my way. So, anyways, it was two two old speckle hens survived the wrath, and uh, well, that's I'm good. Having them, it's good. Yeah, and I'm sitting right. here, and uh, yeah, and it's been a good weekend, friend. It's been good weather. Um, mm-hmm. It's just being me and my family. The in laws came up for a day. They left today. Uh, me and my son's been doing a lot of fishing. That's all he wants nice. to do. He's actually been losing his marbles every night because he wants to stay fishing. Mm-hmm. So every night has ended badly here at the O'Connor <laughs> cabin, like screaming and throwing stuff and temper tantrums. Um, ah, vacation. You know. <laughs> you know, I watch other people vacation, Fred, mm-hmm. and I'm like – is this like, is everybody's life like an Instagram post in real life? Like I see other families enjoying shit and I'm going, am I just catching like a snippet? Because <laughs> my family is, my kids hate everything. They don't want to do shit. 
they complain, like m- my daughter complains nonstop. <laughs> Stomach aches. She's tired. Her tooth hurts. She needs Tylenol. I'm, I'm tired. I'm taking a nap. She gets up. I'm still tired. And I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> like, what do you do? I said that to her today. She slept all day and then we went somewhere and she goes, I'm tired. I go, what do you do? Are you, are you tired from being tired? What are you doing? And then she came home and, and went back to bed and then complained her tooth hurt. So, you know, I look around at other people. I'm like, what is going on? Because I tell my wife all the time, if we could uh, like leave the kids at home, we'd have a good old time, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but either way, um, caught a lot of fish though, Fred. A lot of fish. Well, that's Had a bucket good. full of fish yesterday. And uh, let them all go. My son says goodbye to each one of them. Let them go home. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't We don't keep just catching sunfish out there. We did catch – I did catch one bass yesterday. Um, that's it. We didn't go swimming. Too much pollen in the water, Fred. I don't know if you're used to that. But up here, you have one, one or two days where it's all pollen. It's just like the water is yellow. Like just a yellow, like wow. like like creep show. Like uh-huh. there's just like this yeah. big film that moves around on top of it, and you're like, I'm not going. I'm not going. I in know there. exactly the creep show short story you're talking about. That is uh, actually for those that go to that like grew up on lakes. Like that has always been like one of my biggest fears is <laughs> the little sewage lake monster mo- just floating. Well, on lake the monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It's a great but, short so story I, when Stephen King wrote it too. Uh, yeah, you ever read it, but. So otherwise than that, Fred, I'm just here. We it's a short stay. We came late Friday night. We're leaving very early tomorrow morning to beat the traffic. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow day traffic going home, so I'll probably leave here like around eight eight thirty. Um, yeah, man, and that's it. I'm just sitting there chilling now, and I, you know, I was it was iffy if I was gonna be broadcasting here from the basement, but because uh, it was supposed to be like her friends coming up and stuff, and if if there was gonna mm-hmm. be a bunch of teenage girls up here, I was like. It was going to be too hectic to come down here. So, yeah, I no, am, I get it. Yeah, and we had a plan in the cut. So let's uh, let's plug that real quick. Um, is uh, we've got uh, by the time you're listening to this, the first episode of um, Questions for Trees will be live. So oh. that, that went live Tuesday. Um, so uh, I'm guessing many people might have seen it go live in the feed and then jumped at it. But if you didn't, go back and listen. Mm-hmm. You can hear Trees doing what he does best, <laughs> hands down. So glad you enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it, Fred. Absolutely, it was it was, it was a fun joy. doing. It was it was frustrating doing it because uh, I no longer have like a an actual computer. Right. You know what I mean? I used to have a Mac, right, with GarageBand and all this shit on there that was very easy to drag and drop shit in and fade stuff out and put music in. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Fred, if you don't have a real computer, you just have Chromebooks uh-huh. and you want uh, to do it for free, turns out a little difficult. A little difficult. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I had shit on my phone and I'm like, because they have stuff on your phone. I was like, there's no way. There's no way I'm doing it on my phone. It would mm-hmm. drive me nuts. Um and so I was looking at like all these Chromebook like pl- I tried my wife's like laptop and mm-hmm. um to download an actual free like audio editing thing. Like I don't know what you use for the show, uh but cuz you understand this stuff better. Yeah. Um but everything I downloaded was either too cheap and didn't do anything and didn't work right mm-hmm. or too complicated. <laughs> 
like way above and beyond anything I would ever comprehend or need. And I'm like, I just want a garage band clone. We, we have timelines and you drag shit around different tracks. Right. And then you flatten it all down. Good to go. Uh, Nice. So I actually finally found one. I finally found one. I tried, and then I, I couldn't find one on the laptop. And then I was looking at plugins for my Chromebook because you mm-hmm. know they love the plugins. But um, those all sucked. And then I found an actual website, a web-based one that worked on my Chromebook. Uh, you had to pay for it, but um, they had like a free. They have like a free version, mm-hmm. and the free version does everything that I needed it to do. And it was, I think it was by the people that own Spotify, Spotify. Like, I think it was a offshoot of Spotify for podcasts. Like if you want to make your own podcasts mm-hmm. and upload it to, on like Spotify and shit. So I found that. You know, and yeah, then I had to make my, that's, they, Spotify, yeah, has done some cool stuff with podcasting. That's the same mm-hmm. thing we can, we can make, uh, cause since we use anchor anchor does have like, you can, okay. You can make that if you want. Like, you can make your podcast. We could record an anchor basically right now and just have it do everything on the website. Um, they do warn you it's very volatile, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if anything, if your connection breaks or anything, you lose everything. But, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's And then, cool. you know, I had to, I had to make my, um, my kick ass um, cover art. Heck yeah. I love and that then that too. I yeah. could that I couldn't find a simple Photoshop clone like I used to have on my Mac, so I actually found a uh, I actually found like a web based one where you paid like a few bucks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They'll use it and it worked pretty much like Photoshop's nice. Elements, which is what I used to use for all that shit. So yeah, because I, I I believe I told you uh, I didn't want you doing anything to it. You do yep. enough for the show. I said, I'm going to deliver you a fully finished, edited project. And yeah. I did. I was very proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so I hope everybody enjoyed it. Since they it was, have already, yes, probably already listened to it. It was a fantastic uh, It was a fantastic listen, honestly. <laughs> so so um, anybody has any more, that's questions for trees, F-O-R, not the number four. Questions for trees at Gmail. And uh, we'll see if we can make another one. Yeah, down the road. Yeah. So, thank you for the time you put into that. It was it was uh, it was a great listen. So, I, I I said to you, I texted you. I said, I'm honestly just trying to make Fred laugh at mo- like most of the time. Like you know, the audience is an afterthought. Sorry, it's, it's mostly like it's mostly like Fred will think that's funny. <laughs> so, but what about you, man? What are you doing on this Memorial Day? Weekend. We didn't. We didn't go anywhere. Um, We stayed home, (coughs) and um, I needed to unwind because I've been real stressed out at work. Where I'm learning this new. We're we're changing lab systems, and I'm learning the new system, and um, it's intense. And it's like they you have to do projects to prove that you know how to build in it, and you have to take tests. And you have to pass them with a certain score and they're timed and people watch you. And it's very, it's very intense. It feels more intense than like most of the college courses I took, to be honest. Um, and it's obviously very accelerated. So, um, so anyway, this weekend we, I want to see Top Gun Maverick, but the daughter, kind of mm. like you were saying, she's just not feeling it. 
We were like, do you want to see the Bob's Burgers movie? Do you want to see Top Gun Maverick? She doesn't want to see either of them. Either one. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And my my mom's out of town and my wife's parents just don't want to <laughs> watch them. And so uh, we even contemplated since she's like 10, almost 11, we were like, I guess we could just go to the movie and leave her home. You know, we haven't done that before, <laughs> but we probably could, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like we've, in the last year, we've had to do that with like, uh, if, if I have to go into work and my wife gets called into work or something, um, we don't leave her the whole day, but like, we'll, uh, I, I seem to remember a time where my wife got called to go do something. So I had to go to work at like nine. So I left the house at nine and then my wife didn't get back to the house till noon. Um, and so yeah, Autumn was on her own for that time. Um, so you know, I guess. Uh, I just don't think we've ever justified doing it, going to the movies yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see. She's getting uh, a teenager age, though. She's going to stop. Oh, probably already yeah. started, like, not Oh, is she again? Stuff. She is 10 going on 11, so. Okay. Yeah, time flies, man. Yeah, and she's tall and she's very tall. She's 5'1", so, like, damn, kid. Uh, but anyway, um... So we we had that going on. So we didn't do much. Um, we did watch Obi Wan. Have you gotten a chance to watch Obi Wan Kenobi yet? Of course I did. Okay. Both episodes. Yep. We watched both episodes today. Um, for the sake of the audience, audience, we'll go spoiler free because also it's pretty. Actually, it'll already be there. Will already be a third episode out by the time we're talking about this. But mm-hmm. um, but it's easy to kind of dance around spoilers because. It really is just like a story of, you know, what happened in the time between Order 66 and Luke when we see him in A New Hope. And it puts it right in between there, right? It's 10 years after Order 66. So so it's kind of interesting, but but I dug the show a lot. Yeah. I loved it. I know I'm seeing like criticism about this and that. And then, of course, you got the internet that's like, you know, there's so many different ways to hate the show because there's so many factions of haters out there Mm -hmm. right you got the you got the the star wars diehards that hate everything so they hate it right because they didn't they didn't go with their script that they wrote 10 years ago (laughs) right um and then you got the people that just hate star wars because it's too because uh they're too cool for it so they hate it right Mm -hmm. and then you got um woke people that think it's not it's uh probably too much men in it and they hate it and boo boo it's toxic and then you got the anti-woke people that are like boo like <laughs> boo they put a woman in it boo right yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's so many ways to hate it and then there's people like disney's got blood on their hands hate disney corporation b- billionaires <laughs> like it's like it's so funny like you you read comments like like for that for on youtube or something mm-hmm. and it's it's that it's like you see hate from every angle you know what i mean there's people that hate it for two different reasons it's impossible like how can you you know it's it's crazy so i seen all that it made me laugh and then you see one poor little guy going i, like, I thought it was pretty good <laughs> that's me i think yeah, it's pretty I good it was, i thought it i was think it's really good, good. yeah I, I, and I i haven't I read think, the discord discourse because i mm. twitter is now kind of a minefield i don't uh, really get on twitter much if at all and um and uh, so and i just hadn't seen anything about obi-wan other than it was available um mm-hmm. so yeah i mean um 
I do I do know that um the actress that plays um third sister. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know her name, but I know she's gotten bullied like on Twitter and shit. You know that new trend of people oh, bullying the actors that yeah. play parts they don't like. So I, I do know that shit's happening to her. Oh, and I'm just wonderful. like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like, uh-huh. I don't care. What do I care? I think she's great. I yeah, think I know she, she was. Although, I think she and, does. And I might be jumping the gun here, but like it doesn't it probably doesn't help that she is both female and black. Um, but I think she's doing a great job. Yeah. Well, the the only criticism I have of her is mm-hmm. um she like um is she sounds too earthly. I will agree Does that make with you sense? Yes, yes. Like the way she talks is like mm-hmm. Like, uh, she's my neighbor. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like she's too like, oh, you just get transported from uh, New York? Like, holy shit. Like, she- <laughs> but. <laughs> well, um, and real quick, I, just because I, I looked her up, her name is Moses Ingram. Mm-hmm. And um, I did not realize this was the same person, but she plays Jolene in The Queen's Gambit. For anyone who watched The Queen's Gambit I on never, Netflix. I never watched it. No. I did. It's really good. Um that doesn't mean you're going to suddenly want to watch it, but, uh, but yeah, she's, she's in that and she's very good in mm. that as well. So, um, you know, I already had like, you know, at length, uh, texts back and forth. I have a lot of Star Wars, like close Star Wars friends uh-huh. that like we, we go deep in our text chats uh-huh. about like shit. And we've already gone pretty deep with Obi-Wan and he was saying he didn't, he was saying he thought third sister would be more sc- she's not scary he says cuz she's too loud. He's like if she was more quiet like that like scary quiet like, like and I disagreed. <laughs> yeah, I disagreed because I said um she is this universe's like uh she is this timeline's uh Kylo Ren. Right. In she my is. opinion. Yep. Like They've already said, like, the, the, the Inquisitors have always said, you're the least of us. Like, you're the worst one of us. <laughs> yeah, and well... <laughs> like, and, you stink, and you're trying to prove yes. yourself. And so she's, like, trying too hard, and she, like, loses it. And I kind of like it. And now yep. you know why she's losing it. You see what who she's trying to impress, you yep. know? So yep. you she's trying to jump jump the uh, <laughs> the hierarchy of, uh, you know, she's trying to jump the, the food chain. So... Well, and, and, um, I had to, yeah, I, 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 I dug, I, I, ugh, I'm repeating myself far too much. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought mm. she was good. I liked a lot of the characters and kind of what they're doing with it. They're doing a lot with a little to work on. You know what I mean? Like they're building out this world, this time mm-hmm. period that we don't know too much about. And I have to ask you, but while watching this, I was like, I need to replay Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> Like there's a lot of overlap there um, because they're borrowing from um, that time period. Yeah, well, Kyle Kestis would be. This takes place what? Um, Ten years after Order Fall- sixty six. Right, and how many years did it take place after Fallen Order? It was only a couple years, like three years or something, right? I believe so. Yes. Uh, let me find out for sure. So Kyle Kestis is running around. In the in this Obi Wan universe, he's he's a few years older than in the in the game, I think, right? Yes. I could... Let's see here. 
you'd think I could be wrong. Yeah, you'd think they could just tell you, um, but that would that would be too easy. I, I believe Order sixty six was pretty fresh for Fallen Order, right? Like only a couple yes. years removed. Yes. Because he was a he was a few years after too. Or not the Night Sisters, sorry, the 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 sisters, I guess. Because he was sisters. like it, correct me if I'm wrong, he wasn't like he wasn't like one of he was like one of the he was one of the little I don't know. Yeah, he was one of the kids. Like he was one of the young ones that escaped. Correct. And he was only oh, yeah, a teenager in Fallen Order. A little bit of Fallen Order, but yeah. Yes. Oh, oh boo hoo. Yeah, uh, so um yeah, you know, so he's I, like twenty you know, you know he I think Kyle Kestis is like twenty in Fallen Order. So this would right. be Right, but he was Hmm. Yeah, I can't see for sure, but I would almost say that this same, takes same place time, before, maybe? before um, Obi-Wan takes place before or, yeah, around. When, mm. um, yeah, I honestly thought, um, I, I'm not, well, I know no, you can't actually, spoil the show. There, nope, I'm misremembering and I think you are too. No, this takes place, um, Fallen Order's right after. Um, 66. Order sixty six, yeah, right, yeah, so, yeah, not so long we're 10 after. years after that. So Kyle Kestis is now uh, thirty something, yeah, in his 30s, thirty, I would guess, yeah. So right. there was there was a part where I thought we were going to see him mm-hmm. in episode two. I know the part you were referring um, to, yeah. And I think it was on purpose, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for fans. Yeah, I think it was done on purpose, but um, yeah, it, it, it's I think it's a very I've seen people say it was boring. I'm like, how could you think that any of that was boring? That first episode was so like on oh, purpose, mundane, well, yeah. to show what Obi-Wan's been doing, mm-hmm. like how mundane his life was and how far removed he was. Like it's supposed – like I, I, I don't know. I got to like not get heated over like – I don't know. You know, the ADD of the internet. You know what I mean? Right. So. Which you know what I mean? No one has patience for shit. You know they want they want everything to happen in the first episode. It's like what do you what do you want? Yeah, you know what they mean? want like, all the episodes at once. Um, which yeah, it's like I, hey, I, binge watchers, Stranger Things out there too. You know, like because I, I saw and, Stranger um, Things four just came out, but I just don't have time right it's, right now to binge it. I think if there's one thing we can agree on, uh-huh. uh, in my opinion, the the two things that come out of the prequels uh, that I think we can agree on that were fantastic was Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. Yes. And the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and now it's nostalgia, right? With, with watching Clone Wars, which fleshed out a lot of prequel lore and stuff. Like, I dig the prequels a lot more. I still think they're terrible movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, three's all right, but... Uh, you know, I've watched one a lot with my son and stuff. It's not good. They're not good. And, uh, but they have a place, you know what I mean? Without a doubt, they, they have, they have a place, you know? And, and yeah, when they, they recap all the prequels at the beginning of Obi-Wan, like, it's like, you want to watch this recap? And you're like, recap one. The show's never been on before. And then they just recap <laughs> the Star prequels. Wars, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know what? It's pretty. This is pretty good. Like this yeah. is well done. I, I'm getting nostalgia feels here. Yeah, and, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna agree with all that. 
Um, and then when Obi-Wan first speaks and he does his heavy Scottish um, Alec Guinness, you're like, fuck, that's good. Yeah. It brings a smile to my face, you know? Yep. Jawa so. tells him he smells bad. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. So, um, but I'm yeah. sorry. I took, so, o- I took over your conversation. No, it's I'm fine. sorry. Uh, so Obi-Wan was fun. Um, oh, the <laughs> other thing I did was I'm doing some spring cleaning stuff. So you ready for this, Trees? Uh-huh. Um, I was tweeting about this Friday night. And everyone's like, oh, God. Um, uh, I have two CRTs in the, the office here that I that I work with. I've got a standard def CRT and then someone donated to me a high def CRT. And that high def CRT is problematic because it doesn't have any HDMI ports, right? It predates those. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I also it doesn't have a VGA port, which is kind of weird because a lot of TVs had VGA ports back then. Um like the high def CRTs did. And this one doesn't, and I have a Dreamcast with a VGA box, and so playing Dreamcast can be a bit of a pain in the butt, or I've got a downgrade to S-Video, which I don't love. Um, S-Video looks very good on the Dreamcast, for the record, but if you can go VGA, it's worth going. So I've got this uh, 55-inch Bravia down in the basement, Sony Bravia. It's a beautiful um, you know, 55-inch uh, 1080p TV that we put down in the basement when we um, upgraded to 4K, and I was like, I want to move the CRT downstairs and move this Bravia up here. And it's going to be my, it's basically my TV that's largely for original Xbox, PlayStation 2, and um, uh, Wii, and um, uh, uh, GameCube, and finally Dreamcast. Um, and it's got all the ports. It does have a VGA port. It does have both component and um HDMI ports. It's got a ton of inputs, actually. It's got a composite video and S video, also, if you want it. Um, and it's mm. got a VGA port, like I said. And so, um, but you know, the the headache is we got to move <laughs> the TV right. out and downstairs. It's a three hundred pound TV. So, I had a buddy come over. That was fun. We had to get rid of another CRT. I have a third CRT down in the basement, and I was just looking at it, and I was like, Julie, I just got to get rid of this. It's not a standard def CRT. It's another Sony HD CRT that a buddy of mine, you know, when people know you collect these things, they just bring them to you. Um, And uh, we've got local electronics recycling in our city. Our city will actually for free recycle these for you. And Trees, I think the most impressive thing was seeing this again is a 300 pound, maybe 275 pound TV. It was a bitch to get out of the basement and then into the pickup truck because I rented a pickup truck. Yeah. And then we went to the disposal place and dropped it off. And the dude there, I mean, he was a big guy, but like, not like, I didn't think he was this big. He just fucking opens up the back (laughs) of the truck because they don't let you help them, right? Because that's a liability. If you get injured, then it's on the city, right? So they have to do it. And the guy's like there alone. And I was like, he's alone. And again, he's recycling the electronics, so he doesn't really care if anything gets damaged. But he just fucking hulked that thing by himself out of the back of a truck. It was probably at chest level and then just uh, brought it to the ground. Like, he didn't do it. (laughs) gently right like i don't know that Mm -hmm. that tv works great afterwards um but he did it (laughs) and i was nice we were both like impressed right (laughs) like i was like shit um that's a man that's what a man is that's a fucking man right there yeah yeah Um, there's a man 
So, and it was hilarious because there was a huge stack of CRTs there. There was like probably five or six of them. Um, so, and I know that there are some retro heads out there that are just like, oh, a stack of CRTs. Yeah, trust me. There are good CRTs like the Sony I've got and, and a couple others like the CRT that I brought down to the basement. But right. there's a lot of duds among that C, okay? <laughs> for every good CRT out there that everyone wants for their retro gaming setup, there's about 100 you don't want. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, so we got to do that. And then I moved a grill. So trees, I've always been a charcoal griller guy. I love charcoal. Um, and I also don't love <laughs> propane, you know what I mean? And so right. like, I've always been scared to have a propane barbecue uh, grill. And, and the other thing that's funny about it is like, I don't want to pay the money for it either. Right. Like a Weber grill at 22 inches, like 75 bucks at home Depot. It's simple. Ever since I had a house, I've been doing that. Well, um, I recently, uh, had, uh, my grandfather pass and, um, they've been trying to like basically get rid of his stuff while also pretending that like. Right, like that, that they're his effects that you're you're inheriting, and so mm-hmm. um, my my mom and, and aunt were like pressuring me to grab something from his house, and there's just nothing I want or need, like not just from right. his house, just in general. Um, but the, he did have a gas grill, um, a a grill master or something. I don't know. Anyway, he had a gas grill, propane grill, and um, he always used to tell me how stupid I was, like. In a loving way. He was always just like, Fred, I don't know why you wait a fucking hour to like light up your grill. He goes, I can cook you a chicken breast right now. And, you know, 20 minutes it's ready from the moment I start the grill up, you know. And he was like, I just don't understand it. And I was like, I don't know. So I went and got that grill also. Um, and it, compared to the CRT TV, the grill was way lighter. Um, so we did that. Uh, me and my buddy did that yesterday. And um, and I now have this Bravia here, and goddamn, I forgot just how good things can look on you know, on a good LED TV. You know what I mean? Especially like mm-hmm. retro stuff. So one of the first things I did was uh, boot up the Xbox and change the resolution from 480p to 1080i. Right, that's fun. Right. Um, and then I booted up. Uh, you know, there's only a handful of games that take advantage of it. I booted up Hulk Ultimate Destruction which was 720p, and saw that, so that was cool. Um, <clears throat> I forgot that uh, PlayStation, even though they have games that are 16 by 9 it wasn't true 16 by 9 It was always built for 4 by 3 so all it does is crop stuff, right? So it's like this little floating, you know, there's bars on the left, right, and the top and the bottom, and I was like, oh, God. I, I didn't know that much about PlayStation stuff. Hmm. There are patches you can get for PlayStation games. You know, you can patch them and then run them. You know, I'm running games off of a hard drive, so it's no big deal, but I could do that, but then it seems like a lot of work. But, uh, but anyway, I booted that up. Uh, I play some Dreamcast games. I boot up Dreamcast, and there's a couple of games that don't work with VGA, but you can force it, and you just got to see if they work or not. And I played Mortal Kombat Gold for a little bit, which was like the definitive version of Mortal Kombat 4, right? Like it was like an expanded version. That was fun. And then Trees, um, it's been talked about a lot probably with the new um, announcements of the retro PlayStation PSN thing, um, PlayStation Plus or whatever, uh, Dino Crisis. And Dino Crisis I have on the Dreamcast. Um, But... It only it will not work with the VGA box, but with this, uh, you know, you can force it. You can force it with a patch. So I patched it, and it worked, and it looked gorgeous, man. Mm. Dino Crisis in 480p. Hell yeah! Oh, I like it. 
right? Sounds good. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's that's what I've been up to. And then last night we um, we had some friends over, did some karaoke, and uh, had some drinks. That's why I'm not drinking tonight. I'm not in the mood for alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drink like too much, but it was you know when you're drinking all night, like you just don't. I don't know. This is probably no, a good right. thing, but like I just don't feel like drinking like the rest of the weekend, <laughs> and probably. Did, did- Probably the greater part of next week as well. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this old speckled hen is like the first real beer I'm having. I had one last night <clears throat> around. I had a fire going, mm-hmm. and I was digging through the fridge, and it's all old beer. And I have I had two beers up here. I had uh, one's called Fat Tire, yep. which I think I is like well, a local Belgian cheap, brewery. It's gross beer. It's like cheap beer. And then actually, on Fat the, Tire's not cheap per se but it is a it's 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 a microbrew they they charge more than people would think if you don't like yeah. that kind of beer yeah yeah it's all right and um on the door there was like a sam's a can of sam winter something and i had that by the fire and it did not age well no. i don't know how long it's been on the door of that fridge <laughs> but i was like hmm, this is an enjoyable you know when you try to just hmm, a cold one but you're like that's not enjoyable yeah it does yeah like here's my thing like i could i'm i'm honestly perfectly fine even drinking every night as long as you're only having one or two right Mm -hmm. maybe even sometimes three (laughs) not always uh not all the time but from time to time um but when you do like a night of drinking where i had i think i had six last night and it was over Mm -hmm. the course of like you know a night of games and karaoke and stuff but like yeah it's just like you know the body's just like we were drinking the greater part of last night <laughs> so um but it was fun it was a lot of fun and the yeah. kids weren't like the kids always kind of ignore us during karaoke and so we started <laughs> yeah. playing songs. i can see that they, they we started playing songs they like and they got into it like halfway through the night of us singing um probably we probably did it for two hours and halfway through they came down and we got them into some songs and so they were having more fun so that was cool um got a bunch of pizzas you know it was good times so and oh, tomorrow, uh, I'm just planning to watch Saving Private Ryan. I've never seen it, and I've been told it was a really good war movie, and so I always watch you've a war never movie seen, on Memorial Day. So. You've never seen Private Ryan? No. Th- so there, th- my wife and I were joking about this because she said the okay. same thing. And I was like, you know, for being such a movie buff, there's two movies that I'm ashamed to say I've never seen, and I don't avoid them. I just have never had an opportunity to see them, so I haven't watched them. And Saving Private Ryan's one of them, and Speed is the other one. I've never seen the movie Speed, and I don't think, I, I, I don't think there was a single human being on the planet who was alive when Speed came out that didn't see it. Like it was like, it was like The Offspring's first album. Like everyone had it. It was like Green Day's Dookie. Mm-hmm. It was like everyone had it. And I just have never yeah. had an opportunity. I was gonna watch Speed once in college, uh, in nineteen. I, I went to, uh, DePa- I was at DePaul University, and I was gonna. I was going to um, watch Speed one night um, with uh, my ex-girlfriend, um, and we like we had broken up over the summer, and then we both went to DePaul together, and so she was like, why don't you come over to the dorm and watch Speed? And I was like, okay, cool. So I came to hang out hmm. with her, and then her roommate left, and we ended up having fun, and uh, I didn't get to see Speed because of that. I think I've seen the first 15 minutes, but uh, I had more pressing matters. To yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't put Prior Ryan and Speed in the same grouping, but... I would only you know, in that those were movies that I feel like everyone yes. who was watching movies at the time they came out um, watched it. Yeah, well, have fun watching. Don't watch Private Ryan with the kid. No. I'll say that. No, no, no. Um, 
I sometimes am okay with her watching certain war movies, but that one I know is intense, especially because it opens with the D-Day. Um, it's very visceral. Yeah. There's a lot of visceral shit in that movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I've never seen it on a date night. I seen it with my buddy, and we each had a date, and we went, and it was like, you know, like um, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, like Naked Gun, uh-huh. where they come skipping out the theater all laughing and happy, yeah. and then they pan up and it's platoon. <laughs> yes. Like you ain't having that experience. Everybody walks out of that movie like, uh, all right, I guess I'll see you guys tomorrow going home yeah <laughs> like no, that and, movie is like brutal yeah so it holds up though yeah I, i'll say I, that i'm sure it does and so i wanted it and um you know you can't find anything in stock anymore like target walmart places like that they, there's just no tangible uh blu-rays mm. and so we were um we were out and about yesterday my wife and i and, and the daughter we, w- we all went to uh grab lunch and uh, we passed a Best Buy, and I was like, hey, swing by the Best Buy. I'm going to just check it out. And I went in there, and it was hilarious because I was like, do you guys have Saving Private Ryan on 4K? And he was like, let me see. He goes, uh, of course, we've got one. And he goes, uh, if you don't see it on just like the, the end cap there, he goes, there's a little display over by the, the 4K TVs. It might be there. So I went over there, and sure enough, there was, it was just sitting there. So I grabbed that, and right next to it on sale was Speed. It was on sale for nine ninety nine, so I was like, okay, it's serendipitous. So I bought both movies. Um, I might even watch Speed after this, after we record this. But uh, nice. but I, I definitely wanted to watch uh, Saving Private Ryan. So um, so and it was on sale for Memorial Day because war movie. But uh, but yeah, so that'll be my tomorrow. And yeah, no, Autumn's not going to watch it. And my wife, I don't no. think is either. Uh, they like to go to the pool, and I don't love going to the pool. Right, and so um, they're going to go to the pool, and I'll probably watch Saving Private Ryan while they're, they're at the pool. So there you go. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, other than that, in gaming, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, but before we rotate into gaming, are you cool doing some uh, listener mail? I'm very cool doing listener mail. All right, we got two this week. One came by way of our Discord. So mm. let me hop into What's that Discord. Uh, pardon? What's a Discord? Yeah, exactly. I haven't been in there. <laughs> so, what a Discord guy. I try to be sometimes. <laughs> I'm just not. I forget. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's fair. Um, I and you know what? I don't pop in there as often as I need to. There's a there is a active community there though, um, and mm-hmm. they know to at me like Mikey did here because he added me. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only reason I looked at it, but uh, and I do check our Discord. It's not like I don't have a reason to. It's just that I'm bad at checking Discord. I'm I'm just like you. Like I haven't even checked Twitter lately. Um, but that's for different reasons. Our Discord's actually relatively pleasant. Our Twitter is largely toxic. But I digress. Um, so Mikey asks, I was wondering something. <laughs> And uh, he goes, listening to you and Trees talk about your kids and life, I was wondering if you guys would be down to talk about how you balance kids, marriage, life, and video games. I'm recently married, about eight months now, and we're starting to think about kids, so I'd love to hear you guys talk about the, how the two of you balance all those aspects. Um, get a dog. <laughs> You're not completely wrong there. Do, do you <clears throat> have a dog? I forget. I know you have cats. No. But, we yeah. have a cat, and I can't wait for that fucker to die, too. <laughs> Okay. Um, so go on. Yeah, no. So, so how do you find balancing all those things? Um. Uh, well. So, as much as I make fun of my wife, mm-hmm. she's very accommodating. 
to be playing games. Um, you know, she let me when I moved in. Uh, there was like an uh, empty room that they used. There was like a couch, and they put like the Christmas tree in there and shit. So, <laughs> yeah. like when we, you know, they did nothing with it. So we made it into an office slash like my video games, like a big TV and a couch, and yeah. you know what I mean. So it was like, so she's accommodating. She just she's a get up and go person. Go 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 go. She can't fathom that someone could sit and play a video game like all day long. Like My we wife. could, like if we were left to our own devices, like if I, if I was like homesick from work or just home from work in general, like he, she can't understand how you could just sit all day and not like do shit around the house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she, she's fine with me playing games. And then, um, but if um if there's shit to be done, I do get the uh, side eye. I do get the like, um, are you going to do this all day? Like I do get that once in a while. Mm-hmm. And then, so my daughter's always been around my stepdaughter. She was five when I moved in. Um, and we would sit and play little things together. But she she's not a gamer, so she doesn't. She never took to it. She, she has a, a switch. She doesn't really care. And now with work and uh, the kids in school and after school shit, my gaming really is like 10 at night to like 1130. You know what I mean? Like once everything's done, it's like, go, 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 go. Okay. Drop. Okay. School, pick up, pick up this kid. This one has to be dropped off here. All right. We have baseball tonight. That's done. Get home, shower, uh, get some food in them, get them ready for bed. This one, in bed already okay put him to bed uh all right let me take a shower it's 9 45 i'm sitting down let me sit down yeah and then i sit and i sit and me and my wife don't watch the same shows like we're not like we're not like uh uh you know we don't sit down like oh game of thrones night like it's like (laughs) she hates everything i would watch okay so we don't watch the same so we like at that time of the night, she's either in bed already or she's in the living room watching like fucking below deck of the real housewives of fucking wherever. <laughs> and um, I'm in my game room. And then at some point I go to bed and she goes to bed, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think the only thing we have to balance with kids and gaming and being married is like just our alone time. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing we got to balance because it's like it's this thing where she's like, "I'm going to bed," and you're like, oh, mm, "Gaming, we're going to bed. Mm-hmm. Gaming, we're going to bed." <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, um, yo, know, I loved when my son was a baby. I just sit him next to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was great. Like I loved when he was little. Like we did everything together. You need to get him dressed. You get him dressed put him in a bucket, you drive him where you need to go. And then if you want to play a game, he just sits there with you. It's great. Yeah. Now, now he's five and it's like, he won't stay in the same spot more than five seconds. And, yes. uh, or he's old enough now to hog your Xbox. And you're like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> the little time I get now. Fucking, what are you doing? What are you playing? I want to play fuck. And you're like, Ugh. so, it's tough. I, I know. I mean, you you're more of a gamer than I am, as far as 
a hobbyist gamer with your mm-hmm. retro stuff and all your little tinkering and stuff. So I, I don't know. But your wife seems, from the sounds of it, your wife seems very accommodating. And your daughter's into it for the most part. Yeah, so, you, people would probably be surprised by this, though. Um, uh, no, my wife uh, and I <laughs> struggle with um, me gaming while she's active. So actually, my story is a little bit different. So with kids, let me start with kids because that's that's an easier one for me. Zero to two, you're doing pretty good. They nap. You can take advantage of it. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when they start sleeping through the night. For us, that that took a long time. I think Autumn was nine to 12 months old before she slept mm-hmm. through the night. And so, but at that point, you're doing pretty good. Um, actually, being a gamer can help you when your kid doesn't sleep because you can, um, you know, there's definitely stories of, of me just sitting there... Uh, playing a game as I pace back and forth with her, like, you know, (laughs) in the little, whatever they call it, you know, uh, because I just got to pace her back to sleep and uh, you can play a game while, while pacing back and forth. Um, and I don't mean a portable game. (laughs) Mm. I mean a, a controller game. Um, then from two to five, yes, Autumn would like hang with me or do her own thing while I was doing my thing. I remember that time period being, pretty good also because she could amuse herself while I was gaming. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, once she was like four or five, things got a little murky for a while and I wasn't doing great because I want to say she was like four and a half. And from that till probably like eight, she, it was always like, you got to do stuff with her. She always wanted you to do stuff. And so you're going to be spending a lot of time, Playing dolls, playing figures, building stuff, doing things you don't want to do, or more importantly, and this was what I wasn't ready for, doing things you do want to do. Like, I'm fine playing action figures, but they'll play for like eight hours straight, and that was... that was that was uh, new to me. <laughs> yeah, when when little kids like like my son's age, four and five, they start going towards the the cab the little cupboard where you have like board games. Uh huh. It's like the movie where shit goes out of focus and it <laughs> zooms in like on your back you know, on your head. Uh-huh. The background's out of focus. It's like like when little kids go for board games, you're like, no. Oh yeah, because <laughs> that's a. That is a chunk of time you, you can will play never Candy get back Land in your life. For like five hours, and then it's even worse. The they game don't. finally ends, and either they won and they want to play again, or they lost and they want to play again. And so you're like, "Fuck!" It's just yeah. one they don't have, something like Candyland. You wouldn't think a little kid would want to cheat at it. Oh. Or make up their own rules, but they oh, do. Yes, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, fuck, man. I know people say kids are enriching, but <laughs> this board game shit got to go. Yes. Little kids don't want to play board games. That is not fun. You see the, don't mm. let the little Parker Brothers picture on the corner fool you with the mm. family playing mm. at the table. And it's like, woo. It's like it's that. Hell. But yeah, um, I, I mean, well, to, so to go back. Good. Real quick, just um, uh, so since uh, since eight now with my daughter, it's like sometimes we game together, but we don't have kind of like you and your wife on TV. We don't have the same taste mm-hmm. in games. Autumn loves Roblox, Fortnite, and Minecraft a lot, and um, 
I don't like playing those games for long periods of time. Minecraft, I, I did get down with a lot when we were creating stuff. But, like, now that she wants to do, like... Role play. She wants to create a campaign mm-hmm. and stuff and, and role play it and stuff. You'd think I'd be down with that, but I'm not. I don't love it. And so she likes to play right. with her friends. Um, and again, we talk about it on the show. Occasionally we'll play a co-op game. So Autumn's kind of in her own world. And these days she just does isn't interested in my games and I'm not much interested in hers. And then we occasionally do a co-op game. Like we're starting... Um, uh, we were gonna start last night, and then we had friends come over unexpectedly. But we were gonna st- we're gonna start that um, the Lara Croft co-op games, the isometric ones. So we were gonna start yes. the what is it, the, the, uh, golden, the golden compass or, or something? Anyway, yes, I don't know what it's called, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and there's also the there's a, there's a second one too. But anyway, um, so we we do that from time to time. My wife, on the other hand, she gets bored watching me play video games, and so um, 45 minutes, as you and I both know, is like nothing, especially for a modern game. Right. And by that time, she's like, "Are you sure you're not done?" Right. Or she'll be like, oh, I'm going to let you play games, honey. And I'm going to go to like the store. And she's back in like 40 minutes. And she goes, wasn't that great? You got to play games. And I was like, yeah. Mm. But like the expectation is and she'll voice it. We use our words in this house. But like the expectation is like wrap it up. Um, She does like to. uh, Here's where I win, though, is sleep. My wife is a 10 to 12 hour a night sleeper. Nice. Yes. And she also likes to nap during the day for like an hour or two. And so there will definitely be times. Today was a perfect example example where my wife just comes up to me and goes um, at like two o'clock or something. She's like, Mm -hmm. I think it was 2.30. She's like, hey, I want to take a nap. She goes, and she likes to be down on the couch because if she naps upstairs, she has to kennel the dogs up or they just sit there and whine at her. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's down on the couch. They all cuddle up and fall asleep. And then she doesn't want something that keeps her awake, right? So if she turns on a TV show or something, it'll keep her awake. So she can tune out my video games. I just play. And then we're all just kind of like one family down on the couch. Um, So that works. And then, yes, she'll go to bed between like... What happens is Autumn goes to bed now right around 9. She's getting closer to 10 o'clock these days. But at 9 o'clock, we are like, turn everything off and you get into your bedroom and this and that. Um, And so my wife and I will watch TV together from 9 to 10. Then make sure Autumn's, you know, bed, bed. And, uh, and then she'll go, my wife will go to bed, bed. And then I will usually go downstairs and play games until midnight mm-hmm. to one or two in the morning. Um, and so that usually works. Um, one thing we're struggling with a little bit though, is that now that my wife's a nine to fiver, she's never been that before. She usually was a seven to seven-er. <laughs> so, um, she's able to stay up later. Right. And so some nights she's like, it's 1030. She's like, oh, can you just keep watching with me? And then it's 1130. And then I don't get my gaming in, which is fine. I don't have to do it every night. But like we had like three nights last week where it was nothing but that. And I had to say, look, you need to let me go game (laughs) at least Mm -hmm. one of these nights. Um, And uh, and and definitely on the weekends, like she's a very busybody, And so, you know, there are usually usually that. I usually game less on the weekends than any other time. She used to go to work every other weekend. And then Autumn and I would just play our own games, you know, opposite TVs, you know, eight hours straight. And like, that doesn't work much anymore. And then just to wrap up the, the retro games is hardest for us because it's a back office room area. And so that's easy if my wife is fine with me playing games and doesn't need me around. Um, but the, if if she's not there, that's problematic because the dogs either need to be kenneled up or they'll just wait outside that door. Um, and my daughter doesn't 
watch the dogs. She's not, you know, good at watching the dogs. And then my daughter doesn't know where I am and stuff like that. So I actually, retro gaming is something I usually do um, on weekend mornings. So I'll get up early in the morning. I also get up before my family. So like last night when everybody falls asleep, when we have company over and stuff like that, everyone will go to bed at midnight, myself included. But then at 8 a.m., everyone else wants to sleep until like 10. And I, I get like from eight to ten to like go do retro stuff. So that's usually when I get mm. in my retro gaming and stuff, unless I'm really working on something. So right. Sorry, you were going to say yeah. something, and I went on a diatribe. So no, no, no. I was just going to say, like, you know, not to be too personal, but I mean, it's. I think it's. People always say, "How do you game with kids?" Like, I think that's always the mm-hmm. question of people that are expecting kids and stuff. And I don't think people ever mentioned that when the kids come like to me it's it's the kids aren't really the issue right it's it's gaming time because now my gaming time the only time i get it is if i stay up late right i have to sacrifice a little sleep to game so what happens is uh me and my wife's time get neglected which i don't think a lot of people talk about that so it's a balance Mm -hmm. of like keeping that spot going because what happens there is like <clears throat> your your wife goes to bed alone every night and you're sitting on the couch gaming that's to where you accurate. you're to where you're tired and then you go to bed and your wife would be like what happened to you last night like i thought you were uh coming in and you're like yeah i was gaming and i'm sure that can be that can wear on them mm-hmm. after a while right of like oh he rather sit there in game instead of hanging out. So that's something I've been guilty of. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually been brought to my attention before mm-hmm. of like, um, Hey, like, you know, um, so I would say more, of, uh, you know, more important than the gaming with kids is, is balancing gaming with uh, making sure you're still uh, in your wife's life yeah. <laughs> because she's dealing with the kids and work also. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and she might not have an outlet like gaming at night. Your her outlet might be time with you. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, you're you're blowing it off. So there's a balance there, and I've and I think we've all been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it, and uh, it's something you I work on. Like it's not something that comes easy. It's like trying to like because in my mind it's like well I've had a busy day too, and I deserve to sit down and do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yep. Um, and, and that my wife too, but you know, like you said, like what she wants to do is hang with me. <laughs> so yeah. that's, yeah. So there's a bunch of selfishness going on and, and, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 you know, but, um, so I would say, you know, more over your kids when you, have, when you do have kids, uh, just, yeah, it's, it's a balance with, with your spouse also. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> one, gaming. yeah, one thing I would say I stress a lot is like stuff like I told you, we went to lunch yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday I got up and did um, see a lot of people would, this is, this cuts into gaming time also, but I told you, I got up, I moved some stuff around, I, you know, I went and rented a truck, moved some stuff around, moved a grill, moved a TV, did a bunch of stuff. But then my wife and me and my daughter, we all went out to eat because, it was and gra- well and out to eat. We grab lunch at like a 
a you know Chipotle style sit down restaurant or sit down place where you just order to register. But anyway, it's just like a family activity to do. It got everyone out of the house and doing stuff. And then my wife and daughter mm-hmm. went to the pool. And I did get a little gaming in then. Um, but then when they came back, like, it's time to switch gears again and get back into family mode. And, like, my wife was like, do you mind if my friends come over impromptu? If you're used to gaming and your time is your own, like, you go, no, I want to game or I wanted to just, I don't want people over and stuff like that. And I don't love having people over, to be honest with you. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I'm kind of more of a hermit style person. So I do I those too. things for my wife because I know it's important to her and I know she enjoys it. And mm-hmm. so it's really finding that balance. And one thing I highly encourage as Trees and I have mentioned both of us in this conversation is if they don't know already, make sure you have that with your spouse, like give them the, or your partner, you don't even have to be married, but like, let them know that they should tell you if they feel mm-hmm. like you're neglecting anything in the interest of games. Yes. And and let them know that it's it's a good idea to tell you. You want them mm-hmm. to come to you and tell you. Because sometimes you need that, that you know, trigger. And again, it, it depends on different people. Um, I, you know, I know some people, I listen to the 8.4 podcast and 8.4 um, is like a... a game localization company out in, in Japan and on there, John Ricard, uh, Richard, Ricciardi, sorry. No, it's John Ricardi, John Ricardi. There we go. Anyway, he and his wife are just gamers and they are married and they are not doing kids. And so they just sit there. Their weekends are like sitting at home side by side. Mm-hmm. They have twin OLEDs <laughs> in the living room and they sit side by side with their headphones on and they sit next to each other, but they play different games. Like they don't play with each other, and that yeah. is a life. Um, and I don't. That's not as common. much as. A, yeah, as much as I'm like, oh, imagine having a gamer wife. I don't know if I'd want that life either. It's the same problem. Only two people now. It's the same problem as you much and I as, have, but two people. The, as much as you hear me on the show mm-hmm. complain and piss and moan about my crazy my family being a pain in the ass. Same Without them, I wouldn't experience anything. Thank you. Yes, I agree. So I kind of – without my wife being the way she is and driving me nuts, I actually probably wouldn't do anything but sit on my couch and play games. Absolutely. I, you know, I wouldn't go to a tulip farm mm-hmm. or uh, go this or a sleigh ride in the winter. I wouldn't experience any of that shit. So, yep. I'm you with know, you. there's something to be said for that. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I mean, hope this hope this gives you a, a feel for it. But um, yeah, I, I won't lie. A majority of my gaming is done before everyone gets up or after everyone goes to bed. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I did meant I didn't mention this though. And trees, I get the feeling you may be different. Certain people can go with less sleep. I'm honestly good after six hours, but I've heard that six hours is just not enough for uh, an average human. So I try to do seven to eight hours. And so, mm-hmm. again, my wife and daughter are both 10 to 12 hour people. So that helps me a lot to be up early I, and in bed late. So like six, I can function, but I don't like it. Um, see, I feel seven. I usually, I usually, yeah, once I'm up and moving, I'm, fine. I'm like a shark. Once I'm up. <laughs> I don't notice anything, you know, even after those nights we've had, like I've had three hours of sleep after the show. It's like, I'm up and I'm moving. I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, that, that, uh, yeah. When, when I try to set my alarm, I want to see seven hours. 
Mm-hmm. Like I want to see it to say seven hours off. So if I crawl in bed and it says like seven hours and 20 minutes, I'll play on my phone sometimes for like 20 minutes. Oh, like okay, I got seven, you. seven's even, you know what I mean? Like I'll do seven. Like when I, like That's through cool. natural, so for example, like I, my body will naturally wake up after seven hours and I don't usually go to sleep at the same time. But like if I go to bed at midnight, I'm getting up at seven. Like uh, there, there's almost no chance unless I've unless I've sleep deprived myself earlier in the week to get caught up. My body might mm-hmm. sleep in more, but yeah. And I usually on the weekends roll into bed around one and usually get up around eight. Like that's that's just mm. pretty decent clockwork for me. But anyway, hopefully that answered your question. We definitely uh, tackled it Maybe. for quite some time. <laughs> Maybe, but. Um, all right, uh, and we have one other one, which is, um, this one came in from Andrew. It's been a while. And this is, I don't think he had questions. I think this was just comments, so I will okay. read it. He goes, lots of things to say, but I will be brief, maybe. Um, he goes, hello go, hello again, Fred. Since Discord uh, became a thing, listener mail became obsolete. Well, almost obsolete. Sometimes it's better to send a dedicated letter. Such time is now. First, a dedication to Trees Lounge. You are not alone in not having many gaming podcasts to listen to. Believe it or not, I only listen to one. You can guess which one. My reason is zero need for more. If I wanted to discuss games, I have places to go. If I wanted game news, I have places to go. I don't really listen to VGP version 2 version, yeah, 2 for either. But instead to learn how to be an adult gamer while having a life. Because that is secretly what your show is all about. So yeah, (laughs) we are in the same boat. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Okay, second thing, and this is dedicated to Fred. I now understand what you mean by janky old game design. The quote-unquote try everything until you win, oh, and also buy our game guide design. The thing with me is, for one reason or another, I have mostly played the best. Even with some rough spots with classic Tomb Raider, those games were still some of the best 3D ones of the time. The skill, the quick thinking, and the thinking in general when solving puzzles. OG PS1 Spyro is very well designed, and PS2 entries I played such as Jack, Ratchet, Prince of Persia, the Reboot Trilogy are all high quality. Recently I played God of War for the PSP made in 2007, and the game is not cheap, er, and that game is not cheap, just hard. What am I getting at? I played almost exclusively well-made games when uh, when it comes to quote, 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 retro. So that is why I struggled to understand Fred struggling with older games. I was like, what is he complaining about? Now, after hearing about Hulk Ultimate Destruction, I understand. I finally understand. I played the best. You played the rest. (laughs) He's right. Like, right. Like, you've asked me that many times, Trees. You're like, why are you doing this to yourself? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you could play any PS1 game and you've never played like a good example is Tomb Raider. I recently talked to him because I'd never played I've I've never played the original Tomb Raider. Um I tried it a few times and didn't love it. And so um he was like, You've never played Tomb Raider? And he goes, But you've played like some really bad PlayStation games. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh to wrap up, finally a small note regarding Sony's official emulation and PAL games on PSN. All I see is people complaining about the horrible frame rate. What I do not see is modern players being literate in gaming history. Most people are unaware of version differences, how sometimes European releases are the only ones that ever make it to the West, how sometimes those releases are the only ones uncensored, or have unique content like extra items
games, levels, or difficulty. Sometimes a game was made only in Europe to begin with, which means it only has a proper aspect ratio in 576i slash 288p. Um, for those that are not familiar with European PAL as a standard, what he's describing is a standard definition um, in PAL. Uh, some games run too fast in NTSC, like Medieval and Chicken Run, but no one seems to notice. So because I see those 50 Hz versions to be worth preserving and worth playing, my solution is allow PS5s and maybe even PS4s to have a 100 Hz or, or 50 Hz output mode. That would solve the problem with the jittery frame rate. And if that is somehow impossible with a firmware update, a less than perfect but still darn great option is to allow a 120Hz option when emulating PS1, PS2 titles on PS5. That way a 50Hz game will almost always dis or will always will display Ugh, sorry, that's on me. That way a 50Hz game will display almost perfectly with minimal ghosting 99.9999% of the time. People can, uh, sorry, uh, oh, 99.999% of people will never see, sorry, is what he's Oops. saying, the ghosting. It is a real solution, and it can work. I even made a tweet to PlayStation Europe, although the odds of them actually reading and doing something are pretty low. So until something is done by Sony to correctly display PAL games through modern consoles to consumer-grade flat TVs, I will stick with my French PS2 and 2017 UK Panasonic LED, which do uh, which both do a perfect job. This is all. you finally gone through my essay. Take care, and remember that UK Ape Escape dub will always be superior. <laughs> <laughs> so, real quick, just to uh, touch on this, uh, I completely agree with him. Like, there is this, um, this seeming, like, hatred with PlayStation... Um, on the PAL versions. And the mistake people are making is the PAL versions are not inherently bad. And like he's saying, we just had 60 hertz as a standard here, 60 frames a second. Europe had 50 hertz in their standard def um, standard. It was 50 frames a second. Um, and obviously you can cut both those in half, 25 and 30 respectively um, for those regions. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, um, the problem is not that it's the PAL version of the game. The PAL version of the game, as he points out, are, are perfectly fine. And, uh, you know, Andrea has often voiced his personal preference, and it is nothing but that, a preference. Uh, there's no wrong or right answer uh, mm -hmm. to 50 Hertz gaming. He likes the way 50 Hertz looks more. Um, frankly, uh, when I played Masters of the Universe at, at 50 Hertz, I just didn't really notice a difference. But like he said, like, if I want to play that shitty PS2 Masters of the Universe game, it only came out in PAL regions, so I have to play it in PAL. Like, that is the only option. Um, and so the problem is not the PAL version. The problem is how Sony is handling the PAL version, what they're doing right now, and that what they did with the PlayStation Classic and then now on these PS4, PS5 retro games, is they're using the PAL version... And John Linneman from, uh, and, and Andrew kind of touches on it too, but John Linneman from Digital Foundry touched on it pretty quick, which was they're the, the European versions have the most languages on them, right? They have five, mm. sometimes six languages. So it makes sense they would use those because then you have to do the least amount of legwork, right, to bring these to the most amount of people. Um, the problem is, is that they are just strong arming PAL versions at 50 hertz into 60 hertz container. And all you do is you either speed it up or it's jittery or it's jumpy. Uh, and it's, it, it's just a bad way. It's bad frame pacing. So it's a bad way to show these games. And what they've recently done is, uh, and, and mind you, the service isn't even live yet, but they, what they did in Asia was they put a patch live that basically like did some weird sort of 
like adjustment to kind of better move pal over to uh ntsc and it caused horrible ghosting and 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 it made it blurry like it's a softer image um and andrew's right actually about the solution too um most televisions nowadays all of our tvs can support 50 hertz pal and so just just output them at 50 hertz it's no problem and playstation can totally handle it playstation just its new patch had vrr it has a range right now of variable refresh rate from 48 to 120 frames a second so 50 is right in there it could easily lock into 50 and um it even says in the firmware when you go and check your ps4 and ps5 it says your tv supports 50 hertz so you can force it into 50 hertz i don't understand why this is a problem um you could do 100 hertz also which is just doing 50 and doubling it and again with the vrr and stuff like that you could force it um, I think the reason they don't is because a lot of people are not gaming on a modern TV. And especially in the 1080p generation where most of these HD TVs came from, um, you know, especially on PS4, which is where most of the audience is, uh, there's not a lot of 50 hertz support. Or, well, there is actually, but n- n- it's not like standard, right? Like not every TV is going to do it. It's nice if your TV can, but it's not guaranteed. And so, um, just to get back to it. Yeah. The PAL gaming is not the problem. It's that Sony did it the wrong way. And actually they talked about how Nintendo overcame this. And I don't understand why they don't just do this, which is you get your regions version. And then if you want a different regions version, the other regions are in the store for you to download and you can totally get the other region's version, right? So when you go to download Ape Escape, it goes, do you want the European version, the American version, or the Japanese version? And just do it. And everyone's kind of saying this, and I kind of agree with them. The reason Sony doesn't do it is because they don't give a fuck. Sony Hmm. does not really care about these games. I'm sorry. They're treating them like dog shit. They always have. And it's because they're led by somebody who does not think this is that important. They are trying to bring these things to compete with Microsoft and Nintendo, who are currently both offering retro classic titles and a wide plethora of backward compatibility as part of their online services. And Sony, it's so obvious that it's not there. But to do it half-assed like this is even more offensive, especially because you're charging for it, right? Right. Like, so, yeah, it's just bad form, um, and they need to get their proverbial shit together. They could just offer all these options, and if they had somebody who took 15 seconds to think about it, um, it wouldn't be that hard. Um, and so I'm with it, and, and I'm with Andrew. The, it would be a simple firmware update. Like you just update the firmware, which they're doing every month anyway. But trees, how about you? Knowing mm-hmm. that it's like jittery and stuff like that, you are you eager to get on? Real quick, just side question: um, Are you are you eager to to get in on the uh, the retro PlayStation stuff? No. Yeah, I don't think I am I mean- either. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Oh, Sony did announce though that if you own it. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you've bought, like if I, you know, I own a PS one version of ape escape right. on PSN. So ideally when it comes out, yeah, it will, it will be unlocked and dino crisis as well, actually. Um, so, and it's not all bad news for those that are, that are, at, uh, looking at the essentials collection. I guess the two games that are doing it right are, uh, Namco Bandai is doing it right with, um, Tekken. So Tekken two, mm-hmm. 
does run the American 60 Hertz version. And then even though it's a Sony mm-hmm. one, for some reason, Siphon or Siphon Filter? Yeah, Siphon Filter runs at the uh, at its frame rate, which is 60, but it's really 30. And I've never played I mean, Siphon Filter, so. Yeah, I mean, my thirst to, to like relive PlayStation era games mm-hmm. is low, right? Because, I mean, look where I'm at right now. I'm at the cabin. I have my PlayStation 2. Good point. With a with an old CRT up in the loft, and I've sent you pitches and mm-hmm. plenty of my and I've I've collected all the essential like PS2 and some PS1 and my PS1 games are up here. Right. So I'm I'm probably not the best person to ask, right? So it's like because mm-hmm. I'm sort of always playing my PlayStation One games and stuff. Oh so, well, and the reason I don't even want to try it was remember how I said I was like, oh, I'll just try it for a month. This is one mm. thing Sony's doing that I don't like. If you have stacked time, so right now I've got a PlayStation Plus subscription that goes through till late December. If you want to upgrade to the higher tier, you have to prepay for your existing time. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, which listen, is I mean, like that's not like horrible, but it is kind of annoying. Like I can't upgrade for just one month, right? I can't buy just like a one month subscription and play it. Sony's mm-hmm. like, no. What you need to do is you need to pay for the next six months, um, upgrade all at once. So if it's like 10 extra dollars a month, I have to pay them $60 right now. And then I'm upgraded through the end of my subscription and that's that. And um, I'm honestly thinking that's because they don't have a a back end. Like they didn't build their subscription model back end to be able to support like bouncing in between here and i think Um, even even xbox couldn't do it it's just xbox was way more generous about um you know giving you that extra time if you remember right they were like oh we'll just convert it over for free um and sony has made the business decision that they're not going to do that and so Mm -hmm. um it is what it is but uh but and they did announce dino crisis will be day one on this service and i do dino crisis so i like that yeah so yeah sony unfortunately because of the um scarcity of a ps5 yeah i've sort of like um sony has been uh, playstation has been a a big afterthought in my gaming life in the last like six months like i just i barely you know ever since karma kink simulator uh Mm -hmm. 2021 came to the xbox yeah because if you remember i was i found it on uh ps now Yeah, and I was, and so that's really the reason I was going hot in the paint on my PlayStation Four. I was playing that every day. <laughs> that's you know what I'm saying. Hey, and you know what? It's, it's the beautiful thing, right? The software is what drove where you were playing. You yes, where the software was. And, and <laughs> so now it's the opposite. There's no hardware for me to play software on. So it's like <laughs> I've yeah. fallen, I've fallen out of favor, and I'm like, sort of, I've found everything I want to do elsewhere. So yeah. they sort of fucked themselves with me, anyways. Not that they care. But um, whatever mm-hmm. PS5 pops up, someone buys it. So I'm sure they don't give a shit. But um, yeah, and then problem. I got my retro. I got my retro PlayStation stuff up here, so I'm not craving for this service. You know That's what I mean? True. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm quite, fine with quite just honestly, regular plus. I'm just gonna keep going with regular plus. It's fine. Yeah, um, and because I have all my stuff here working, mm-hmm. like honestly, when the, I have a craving for a PS2 or PS1 game, yo, they're not in the the Dreamcast Sega CD market. Like you can go on eBay and say, oh, four dollars. Okay, I'll get that. I'm craving. You know what I mean? So like I add games in my collection up here. 
PlayStation One has has gotten a little on the expensive side, and the rare PlayStation Two games are like certain ones, but they're games that like I'm not non at the um, bit for. But right, I mean, <laughs> for the every most part has their a majority their of the library can be yeah a majority of the library can be found for but yeah reasonable prices. But, but if you're like, huh, I used to like Beyond Good and Evil. Wonder if there's a PS2 version. Oh yeah, four dollars. Yes, that's Done. definitely. True. <laughs> but you like, know. Yeah, I I think I recently saw that like for example like Resident Evil two, what is, oh god I'm gonna get a hundred versions but uh, let's see Resident Evil two on the PlayStation yeah like complete is fifty seven bucks they're starting to get a little pricey uh, on the PlayStation mm. but it is what it is um but thank you and uh, Andrew for your email and again if anybody wants to email us it's contact at gaminghistory101.com. Don't ask why. It's just I'm too lazy to get a new email address. But anyway. Nice. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's uh, move on over to Gaiman. Gaiman. Trees, what you been up to? Uh, absolutely nothing, Fred. Nothing at um, all? No games? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no new. Here's the problem. Um. Before I left, before I left for New Hammy, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what's wrong with me, Fred. I have not returned to anything I had been playing, as far as Lego Star Wars, Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All I've been doing is playing Fight Night Champions. I don't know nice. why. I can't. I can't stop. I can't stop playing it. I do not know why. I've started two careers because. Uh, um, Deckard Jones didn't pan out. Uh, okay. He's his. He was just not. It wasn't working out. It was. He was. <laughs> you know, he wasn't going to make it to the top. This poor kid. This poor kid. Um, you know, with all these games, you learn, right? You just learn the rhythm after a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I need to start a new, a new career here, and um. So I made a new a new guy, Phoenix Jones. I like the name Phoenix Jones. Phoenix I used him as a wrestler like once, yeah. and uh, and so I've been doing good with him. I've been having a good time with this guy, and uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm playing this old ass game and enjoying it so much, but um, uh, my thumbs hurt. Ugh. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the deal. So I've been just playing that. Um, and then of course I'm in New Hampshire and Mm -hmm. so I was, I was playing some PlayStation the other day, just going through odd games, right? I was playing some Bomberman world, which is terrible. I don't know. Uh, I was a Bomberman person back in the day, Uh back when street fighter two in the arcade was like a thing, um, you know, putting your quarter up, putting your quarter up and, uh, waiting Mm -hmm. your turn. Bomberman was next to it. Raiden was on one side and Bomberman <laughs> was on the other. And so you would spend your time playing those games waiting for your Sure. Um and that's how you regarded them as far as uh Street Fighter 2. <laughs> when your time was up for Street Fighter 2, you like fuck this game and you left wherever you were in Raiden and Bomberman, you left it. Mm-hmm. Uh and someone else would just jump on. Like whoever was waiting, they right. would just take all Just give, give um, them something to do. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought Bomberman was the dumbest game ever. Uh huh. And then I started playing it a lot in the arcade, the original four okay. player, 
and uh it become very addictive like uh you know getting the power-ups and line up the bombs and all this shit and so i've always tried to keep being a bomberman fan mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying like forcing myself to play bomberman games but none of them have ever been as good as that original full-player arcade machine and i'm just like i don't understand why they keep trying to change it I and, uh, I'm going to side with only one exception, and I know everyone okay. says this, uh, and and so this is why it doesn't count. Saturn Bomberman is really good uh, okay. because you can do ten people. The fucking ridiculous things you need yes. to be able to hook up ten people on a working right. Saturn copy of Saturn Bomberman means that, with the exception of. Again, the Midwest Gaming Classic, uh, not recently. They've stopped setting it up, but they used to set it up. Yeah, that was a good time because you could go for like a sanctioned time where 10, you know, a bunch of people were there to play it. And that was a lot yeah, of fun. Just, yeah. But that's yeah. that's that's just a weird way out there way. Standard Bomberman mm. is fine. I just don't play it. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot on like the PC engine and stuff. Like a lot of the consoles that I like a lot have mm. a lot yeah, of Bomberman the, the, stuff, but... The PlayStation 1 Bomberman World mm-hmm. is a brutal one in particular. I don't know why I own it. I have it, so it's in the collection. <laughs> yeah, it does make <clears> me wonder, but... But they switched it. This is when they did the switch to, like, you know, 3D graphics. Mm-hmm. So they're not, like, you know, yeah, sprites. Yeah, looking at it, yeah. And uh, it's not good. In the controls, you have to use the, 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 the full-way D-pad on yep. the on the PlayStation controller, dual shock, yeah, yeah, and it's not very good. It's not responsive, and because it rendered everything in 3D, it's kind of tough to see. It's like isometric 3D too. It's tough. it's tough to see the cubbies you need to get into. It's it's not good. I was playing a bunch of that last night, <laughs> forcing myself. They're like, maybe I'm just not being good at does it. it. And at I'm least like, no. give you like the original Bomberman on the disc. No, like, just to, oh. if it does, I haven't unlocked it. Because I didn't see it on there. If it does, which it probably doesn't, but if you do, if it does, you probably have to beat the game, which sounds like not worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, so, you know, I was was just bouncing around with different games on my PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Um, And then I did an experiment. Sorry, but my gaming is all over the place this week, so I apologize. No, that's good. Um, So... And I brought my 3D. Believe it or not, left the Switch at home. Fred brought the 3DS, mm. <laughs> so I could play Big Cross 3D. And I left there it in go. the car. Oh, it's been in the car all weekend. I haven't touched it um, because I said I'm going to do an experiment with this Chromebook. And I brought my Xbox controller. Okay. And I said I'm going to try the Xbox game uh, cloud gaming. Ah, the Game Pass streaming thing. Yeah. Well, Why it's not? cloud gaming, yeah. Um, I mean, that's what it's called in the, you know, that's what their official thing is, right? Cloud, yeah, cloud, cloud gaming. gaming. Yeah. So, so I uh, open up my my Chromebook upstairs. I brought my PlayStation controller. I have a USB C to C to plug it in, and uh, you know, it took me a while to go, you know, Xbox.com. You have to sign in and then hit play, mm-hmm. and it loads up the cloud gaming, like everything you play on the cloud. I'm like, cool. Um, now I used to play PlayStation now up here a lot. Okay. So I know the connection's good enough to play something like comic King simulator, but mm-hmm. I don't know about game pass games. Right. So I'm like, 
Uh, I was playing it last night when no one was watching like the Roku or anything. You know, everybody was sort of like chilled out. No one was really hogging the internet up here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I boot it up and it says, get a little error. And it says, um, one, they want you to be wired, right? For best, well, who's, oh, who's yeah. wiring in fucking devices, right? So it's like, you know, wired in and it says no control. I forgot that detected. they say that. Yeah, you can, uh, real quick, if you're on a cell phone, they don't even bother. But anyway, continue. Right. But if you're on a laptop, so they like plug it in. I'm like, wait, I don't even have Ethernet cord on this yeah. Chromebook. <laughs> and it says unsupported device and unsupported browser. So they're like, your Chromebook and shit, it's not supported, it's not tested. It's like, you can try it. Like, we're not telling you it's not going to work, but we're just letting you know we haven't. No promises. <laughs> we haven't tried it. Um, so I'm proud to say on a Chromebook <laughs> with my Xbox controller plugged in, uh, the Xbox Cloud Gaming worked fine. Oh, cool. In a browser. So <laughs> using the Chrome browser... Um, and you can make it full screen. You know, there's a little Xbox tab, and you can full screen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just plugging in the Xbox controller, it instantly paired and worked. I plugged nice. it in, it turned on, and it worked. So I played uh, – I don't know why I picked this game to try it out on, <laughs> but I I picked Dragon Quest Builders 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what can I try up here? Hmm. Let me pick something where I know there's going to be three hours of tutorials and dialogue boxes. Let me let me pick that. So, um, yeah, I've played a lot of uh, Dragon Quest Builders two up here on my on my laptop. Um, you ever play that series? No. Am I correct? My take on Dragon Quest Builders was always that it was kind of like Dragon Quest meets um, uh, Minecraft. Minecraft. Okay, it is. It's um, there's something intriguing about it, and what I like about it is they don't hide the fact that mm-hmm. they're like, like stealing from Minecraft. I love it. I love it that they pan over the landscape and it looks like Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I just I like that so much for some reason. Where they're just like, yeah, that works. We'll take that. What are you gonna do <laughs> That's about it? A good it? one. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Um. Yeah. So I played Dragon Quest Builders, uh, the first one, mm-hmm. and I fell off of it because um, – so it, it sort of has like a Dragon Quest story, right? It has a Dragon Quest – when you're looking at the characters, um, they're done in that new Dragon Quest style where it's like like 3D. Like it's like you know 3D animation but with that weird cell shading. Mm-hmm. Like little touch of cell shading, so they sort of have a cartoon face and stuff, but they they definitely have like a heavily like CG. It's like it's a cool look. I like I really like the new sort of Dragon Quest look. And um, so you have the Dragon Quest style characters and, and a story going on, but you're like a master builder, and apparently nothing can get built unless you're a builder. And so you're very revered. Like people are like, oh my god, you're a builder! Holy shit, we need you to build stuff. And um. And it's very simple, like you, I, I, just like Minecraft. You just break shit, break, get wood, break, break logs, break barrels, uh, smash this, smash that, and you get, you get all this stuff, and then you get quests to build shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, stuff gets more intricate as you go. Um, 
you know, they give you like a blue, you get blueprints for buildings and, you know, to build the room, you just need, uh, you know, four walls that are two blocks high with the door and that will make like a room <laughs> and then you can put shit in that room and, you know, uh, but the way the first game worked was you were one in one area helping out these people and you built up like this town, like you built up like a, like a main building and then like a bunch of shops and you had all these people working and shit and you're good. And then you, this, um, then there was like, there's attack on the town by like almost like horde mode. Right. Uh-huh. You know, it's like you built up this town and now all of a sudden this waves of en- enemies were going to come and you had to like defend it and, you know, from waves and then you would, rebuild in between and shit um and then when that was over it was like you passed it and it went to like chapter two and it brought you to a totally new land huh like like so you you right, spent all this time you, building yeah. all this shit up and then it, it was like gone fast. and it's you like, started over yeah and you're like what about all my shit like i just customized all this town and shit so i fell off of that because i did not like that <laughs> do you like, not want to bummer. play the game we had to wipe the board clean so you can play yeah, the game <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like that. You could have left my old town. Um, <laughs> but I heard good things about two, so I wanted to, I wanted to, I said, ah, check this out. So yeah, I started playing it last night. I was playing it all a little bit today too. And um by no means did I get super far in. But um Yeah, it seems more of the same, but I don't know if it has the same structure. I would have to believe they switched it because of uh feedback of like people didn't want all their hard work being wiped out. I could see that <laughs> fucking yeah. after every chapter. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like a uh, typical Dragon Quest stuff. You wake up, uh, you meet some guy with amnesia and uh, you wake up on, <laughs> wash up on a shore from a sh- shipwreck and you're with this, with this dude that turns out to be like, uh, <clears throat> the 11, uh, the, I can't say the word too many beers. Malevolent, oh jeez, evil, evil lord. What am I trying to oh, say, the friend? Malevolent, yeah. Thank you the very male much. Malevolent, malevolent, evil, <laughs> and apparently that's this dude. But he has amnesia and he's become your friend. But he, ah. so he doesn't know he's a dark lord. So you're running around with this dude, and he's pretty funny because he just says evil ass shit. Um, so like when you his- find. Him, yeah, when you when you find him, he's he's among the shipwreck with you, and there's like dead bodies floating in the water, <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, all these people are dead. He's like, so he's like, I wouldn't bother. We gotta get out of here. And then he goes, you hear someone cough, and it's like a girl. He's like, oh, apparently this girl's still alive. He goes, we should go put her out of her misery. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so you go and talk to her, and uh. She says something crazy. He goes, yep. She's delirious. I think we should still put her out of our misery. You're like, God damn, guy. <laughs> and uh, he says it one more time when she asks you to do a bunch of shit. He's like, uh, are you sure we can't put her out of our misery? Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, it's more of the same. It's a smashing shit and building stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to continue it at home. I'll probably play it more at home. Um <clears throat> You know, pile on one more thing I won't finish. Sure. That I'll start. Yeah. Um, but I do like the style. I made a little dude with, uh, you know, he looks like the Dragon Quest guy, spiky mm-hmm. hair. And um, I made his hair gray. They're all different versions of Goku. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I made, I made his hair sort of like this gray 
with like gray eyes and I, I named him Chrome since, you know, I'm playing on a Chromebook. Nice. That's how I roll. Nice. Yeah. That's how I roll. <laughs> like that. So his name's Chrome. And um, yeah, otherwise than that, Fred, um, I did um, – I have been on my phone a lot up here uh-huh. uh, redoing my uh, retro game collection app. Oh, yes. Um, so I had it on my own phone, and when I redownloaded my new phone, uh, I forgot to back up my shit because they have a way of backing up your collection, and it makes like a file that you can save like on your Google Drive or somewhere so yeah, you can restore yeah. your shit. I never did that. So my uh, do you use Retro Game Collector app? No. No. Um, I, I was actually looking it up as you were telling me this. I think you've talked about it once before. I did. It's a pretty cool app. Um you can add they have a lot of like consoles like retro consoles and stuff um they give you like two of them for free or something then if you want another right yes collection it's like three bucks or something Mm -hmm. um you know i had so many google play points from different shit that you know i i unlock i have a bunch unlocked um and i think it's a pretty i think it's a pretty slick app for keeping track of your shit um so i have what do i have i have amiibos which is was like a free thing uh (laughs) i have my dreamcast genesis playstation one and two sega cd and switch because those are pretty much the things that i own cartridges for makes sense yeah modern xbox in playstation i don't bother you pretty much all that's digital mostly that i play um what I like is as you add games, you know, you can really fill out detailed information on the games if you want. Mm-hmm. You can't just add a game and say, like, yeah, I have the cart, I have the box, I have the manual. But you can go deeper and fill in, like, they'll fill in, like, the developer type shit. Mm-hmm. But you can go deeper if you want to write, like, condition of your stuff and put in side notes, um, stuff like that. And what I like is it, it gives you um, – dollar value on your collection oh and, yes i did see that in the yeah in the screenshot here and with different clicks you can look up it will instantly show you like current ebay auctions of of shit it will categorize your stuff from most rare to most valuable um i like it it's 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 um pretty comprehensive for for tra- it's fun logging in all your shit there's also yeah. a wanted wanted list you can add which is fun because once in a while i go down my wanted list and just like surf ebay see if i can check check anything off you know yeah um but it sucks because my my genesis ver- uh collection was the biggest and i gotta go home and uh re-add all that shit in oh yeah you know <clears throat> currently <laughs> yeah currently from everything i have in there right now uh my total game collection fred is only around 4200 bucks oh. you know what i'm saying yeah like for total yeah from what they value you know what i mean for wherever they're pulling their prices from uh i'm sure you if know. you actually tried to unload everything you could probably fetch that i mean your cdx mm-hmm. alone would fetch a decent chunk yeah i mean my sega cd out of 12 games that i own that mm-hmm. i have logged in it's worth about says it's worth about a thousand bucks that's that collection yeah that's knowing some of the games you have that doesn't surprise mm. me at all that's probably 
accurate. You could probably actually get that for it with very little mm. work. Yeah. And then close second is my PlayStation 1 collection. I have 25 PlayStation 1 games, and uh, they're valued around 1400 bucks. Nice. So, let's see. I'll tell you. It says, hmm, my most rare is Einhander. I don't know if that's true. Einhander is ridiculously priced for what it is. <laughs> and then, well, it says most rare. And then most valuable, it says, is my Elemental Gear Bolt. Oh, yeah. Elemental Gear Bolts, definitely. You know, <clears throat> you know so they, in their budget tracker, they have they have all types of shit. Um, it's a fun little app, uh, retro game collection. I, I highly recommend it. If you're if you're like me, where you like to like be real meticulous about entering all your information and you know having all that shit. So, <clears throat> otherwise, an effort. That's unfortunately kind of all I've all I've done. <laughs> well, um. On my end, uh, sorry, uh, there we go. Um, I have been playing a buttload of Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. And trees. I gotta get back to it. Uh oh. Don't sigh. Don't sigh when I say I have to get back to it. No, you can get back to it. Um, okay, good. Is that a good sigh? No. No, I don't have anything to say at this point. What? Um,. That game's oh, no. got problems. Oh. That game's got problems. I'm struggling with that game. I go back and forth, right? I've had nothing but good things to say in the last two weeks. Um, right. Uh, the, and I mean, and I still feel everything I said. Like, the character development is very good. The problem becomes, this game was, like, cookie-cuttered. First of all, the problem with the characters is that they're, once you've met them and you meet a brunt of them early into the campaign, right? Once you mm-hmm. meet them, you're given a bunch of side quests with them, but the side quests are pretty standard fare and they don't really do much with the characters, if you follow what I'm saying. So like you get this really rich character that's introduced. Let's just use her for the sake of argument. Pan Am, perfect example. You meet mm-hmm. Pan Am. She's this really cool character. You run and do some shit with her. You leave and then, you, like, I, I think you finished her whole track, right? Like, when you get done with Pan Am's series of missions, she heads back to Night City. Yes. Have you gotten to the end of that? Okay. <laughs> so then what she'll do is, like every other NPC in this game, she'll, like, ping you later. Sometimes, depending on how well she likes you, she'll call you um, and be like, yo, I've got a mission for you. And you go do a mission and... They're just, they get very, it's like every other mission in this game. And mm. uh, the campaign missions are the exception. So I want to, I'll circle back to this, but if you're going to do just the campaign, you probably won't run into a lot of this. And so this is where I, I am struggling with what that game really is. Um, because yeah, if you're just doing a lot of side content, these missions become just another side content thing it's just pan am happens to be along for the ride right like and every time it looks like they're gonna just try to squeeze some more stories and stuff you sometimes get a little bit of dialogue right but it's like do you want to do an hour-long kind of crazy scenario just to get like 
a five minute story of dialogue out of Pan Am. Like, I don't know. Um, and another thing, just side note, I was very pissed that um, they're not forthcoming with the sexual uh, orientations of their characters. I am perfectly fine with having a widespread of characters that are gay, that are straight, that are this, that, or the other. They can be males, they can be females, they can be non-binary for all I fucking care. But you should explain it. And so I kept trying to... I've ran all the missions with Pan Am, and there mm-hmm. were always opportunities to like... Have you done any side missions beyond her main campaign mission? No, I haven't. I think there's one opportunity in the campaign mission. There is, yes, because you and I talked about it. Where you can sleep in the same hotel room. And actually, right. she's perfectly fine when you say it to sleeping in the same hotel room. Because she actually goes, yeah, all right, we can save money. There's, twi- there's you know, twi- two twin beds in every room anyway. Right? And so then you can pursue it further and say it's romantic. And I never did. And so we just ended up going back to the room and just passing out on our respective beds. And then when I wake up, she's already gone. Mm. Then there's a, a later, uh, there's a, one of the side quests. I think it's the first one. You end up in another scenario with her where um, you can make a move. And I didn't. And then finally, when you get to her final mission, and yeah, I was looking it up at this point because I was like, do these keep going into perpetuity or are they just specific ones? And there's only a handful of them. I think there's three of them or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he had a chance to pursue her. So I finally do. And she acts like really off put. And I go look it up and it's like, in order to romance Pan Am, you have to do these things. And I did all those things. And they were like, but you also have to be a male type A, B. Like there's, you know, the they when you make your character, there's like different letters to the types. Oh, is it? Yeah. That and you have to be a certain like height, weight and this and that. And that's fine. But if you're not in that whole criteria, she turns you down and you don't know why. And I think that's my problem, right? It's like if you're going to put such requirements, first of all, by gender and then even by types of gender uh, or like looks and stuff, that makes sense. Like from a from a world building standpoint, that makes sense. Pan Am's mm-hmm. only going to be interested in a certain type of person like we all are as humans, right? Mm-hmm. Like some of us are more open to different, you know, skin tones or even different genders. But, you know, in the grand scheme, we all have a type. And so that's fine. But they need to address that. They need to say, mm-hmm. she needs to say, I'm not gay. Or she needs to say, I only like these types of men. Because I guarantee you, if you're a male, she doesn't tell you why she's rejecting you either, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it's based off of this arbitrary logic, right? To the right. point that there's an IGN guide on how to figure out how to romance her. And it's just like, oh, no. Um, I, as you know, I was doing the Cyber Psychos. They get mm-hmm. real hard near the end. In fact, they get cheat hard, I guess is my annoyance, where you have to like cheese them uh, in order to uh, kill them. Yeah, And you don't I kill could. them, remember, it's non-lethal. But like when I say they're cheat hard, it's like I'm level 25, 26, and right. I'm like street level like 40-something. And mm. I've got weapons that have DPSs in the 600s. I've got armor to the gills. You know, I've got a lot of hit points. I think I have more than Johnny Silverhand naturally has or something like that. Jeez. And yeah, and the, these cyber psychos in one shot can kill you. Don't like it. 
And I, like that's it. not that's not fun. And then you have to restart the whole scenario again, right? With the cuts, uh, not the cutscene, but like the dialogue, the cheesy dialogue mm-hmm. when you approach it. Or another Ugh. thing they had that pissed me off was I took out the cyber psycho and then I went to right. leave and the cyber psycho had set traps all over the area. And so I had turned those all off, but they had a trap set like at their entryway or something and it blew me up and then I had to go back and re-kill the cyber psycho again. So I get through all that and then I'm missing one. And I'm like, where's the last cyber psycho? And you go look up online and they're like, oh, the last one doesn't show until I think you've beaten the game and you have to be at this level number and da 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 And so I was like, oh, God damn it. Okay, so I had to leave the Cyber Psychos. I was also capturing the tarot cards and right. they made it seem like there was going to be a big payoff on that. And there's a little bit of dialogue about the tarot cards when you go and visit Jackie's, you know, girlfriend or right, you know, right. obviously she's her own person now. Um but uh, and and she gives you kind of some hints as to where it's going if you collect them all. But she's like, at the time I went and saw her, she was like, "You're missing two. And so I went and 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 you don't have the icons. You have the icons on all the other ones. So I went through the campaign a little bit more and was just organically working my way through. And one showed up and I grabbed it. And then same thing, like I'm like, okay, there's one more. How do I get it? So I finally look it up, and same thing. It's like, oh, well, you get that when you're really late in the game. In fact, I think that tarot card might be post end credits, like New Game Plus, mm. or like when you're back into the world. And I'm like, fuck. Mm. So then I started looking up all the side content for some of the other characters, like you know the side gigs that actually have exclamation points on them and stuff like that. And a lot okay. of them are the same way. You'll get partially through it, and then you'll just get stopped by this arbitrary thing because you're not at a high enough level or you haven't beaten the game yet and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck, they did that one thing that I think is kind of a sin. Like, uh, you know, people talk shit on Assassin's Creed for having, like, icons all over the map. And to be clear, I haven't played anything beyond Syndicate, but Syndicate was just chock full of icons all over the map, okay? Right. I'm fine with stuff being difficulty you know, spiked, you know, like you're, you're, you can go try any mission, but when you go and not even mission, like side gig, but you might find like in Assassin's Creed, you'll find some character that like, if you're not further in the game, they'll just like mop the floor with you, right? Like an assassination or something. And it's like, okay, I got to go back to that when I'm higher up, but Assassin's Creed and none of these other ones would ever stop you from one seeing where these missions or things are, especially when they tell you how many exist. And they definitely wouldn't gate them behind you getting to certain parts in in the game, other than like maybe one random thing you have to like, you know, if you if you unlock a church by getting to a certain part in the campaign, you may not, you know, you may have to get to that point. But nothing like this, where basically Cyberpunk has a thing where if you do all the side content, which I like to do a lot, you know, you'll get to a point where you you are literally like, you'll beat the game and then you'll just run around doing the last mission of everything to like unlock all that, or to, to complete all those, those circles. And I was like, man, that's fucking bullshit. And then I started looking it up and you don't get a lot of plot either. And I was like, man, that's fucking bullshit. So I guess what I'll say in short is a brunt of what you're supposed to do in Cyberpunk is the side content and it's all shit. It's repetitive. It's not a lot of fun. Like I even did some extra Delamain stuff and whatnot. And then right. the payoff is is shit. The Delamain stuff, when you finish all his stuff, um, he gives you one of his cars. Okay. It doesn't even self-drive. <laughs> 
what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I don't want a Delamain limo like as one of my cars. I barely use the cars. Um, yeah. I mean, so I didn't like that. Here's what I'll say on the side, though. It sounds like you did a lot of just the campaign. I was, yeah, I was mainlining it because I almost felt the like campaign. You'll really, I'll enjoy be fine. This game, yeah, yeah, because it's it almost felt like it didn't stop holding my hand yet. So I I didn't know. Like some games, like kind of let you know you're free to like go do what you want. Yeah, this game and in this game, it it really felt like am I all right? Did they let me go free yet, or am I still? Because like the main stories still seem like they have this weird timed urgency where I got to go mm-hmm. do them right now. Which they don't, but, off. but they do make it right. sound like you do. Yes. You know, so I, I didn't know. So I was almost mm-hmm. waiting to be let go where I could go roam and do shit. But quite honestly, the way it sounds is like I'm kind of having fun just following the story. And if the story <laughs> is easy enough where I, where just doing the main missions um, powered enough to get through it fine without having the grind side missions to do I the main story. Then that, yeah, you may get stifled on the main campaign and have to go do some side missions. Here's the good news to that. You can do it just with the characters. So the places like doing Pan Am's other missions, those mm-hmm. wouldn't be boring if I hadn't done all the side gig shit. Right. Right. And uh, and they weren't boring. They were just repetitive, right? They were they were cookie cutters of other things. But essentially, like they do some some fun smatherings of of stuff and you get lots of XP and it's lots of uh, scenarios where you can level up and stuff. So my advice to you would be do the main campaign until you're either like wanting to take a break or you feel like if you play a mission and you feel like things are pretty hard they also tell you how hard the missions are like when you're looking at them in your journal mm-hmm. i'd say go off and do some side missions on some characters you like uh cuz every character has like a series of side missions but what i'm talking about with side gigs is you know how you meet each of those mob bosses like there's the one in japan town and she's connected to everyone her name's like Hakoto or something and it'll tell you like oh you've got 19 gigs with her and then there's like the other girl who sends you on the cyber psycho she's like the first one you meet she's like got the I think she's of Asian descent also but she's got the eye patch on and she'll tell you to go do stuff like anything where you're going and doing a bunch of side stuff where it's like uh it's anything that's really in like blue like any or in teal anything that's got like the cyber psychos the tarot cards or anything that's like oh here's a gig you can do or, or an interesting place to go check out. That's where it's like, pfft. I would just do the side missions that show up as like exclamation points on the map. They're mm. like similar to the main missions, but the main missions are like filled in. And the side missions have like a transparent background for the exclamation point. If you just stick to those, you should be fine. And you do get some cool stuff okay. during those side missions and whatnot. Like one of the side missions, I got to get Pan Am's like dope ass sniper rifle. So I'm rocking that now. So, right. Well, I'm not rocking it anymore because it's, it's underpowered for where I'm at. But yeah, the other thing I like is, um, things are very expensive, right? So like, I'm totally decked out now trees. Um, uh, like my character can double jump. My character's got blades built into her body. She like just whips them out and she can do this lunging leap at people (laughs) and the blades fuck people up. (laughs) Um, 
And so uh, I've got a lot of cool like like add-ons and stuff, but it's all, it's very expensive. And so doing the side gigs definitely gave me, especially the cyber psychos, gave me a lot of money. Right. Like I had like over a hundred thousand credits when I went to go buy stuff. And like my double jump was thirty thousand credits. My blades, arm blades was fifteen thousand credits. You're gonna have to yeah, probably do some of that side gig stuff to unlock some yeah. of the cooler abilities and whatnot. But but to what end? Because you don't really need them for the campaign <clears throat> missions, I'll be honest with you. Like the campaign but, but- missions are so tailored. <clears throat> but you know what, knowing like what you said. <clears throat> It's like, at least in my mind now, I feel I can just pick and choose side missions that interest mm-hmm. me. Yes. And not all of them. Oh, you know, yeah. like I no, normally would do, do like an Assassin's Creed. I would sort of do everything. Mm-hmm. But in this, it's like, you know what? I'm, I'll just do shit that I I want to do. Yes. So. Yes. And, and then, like I said, um, there are benefits to doing the character side missions. I'm not invested in a lot of those characters but like pan am's one of them um right she's a good character yeah yeah and i do want to find someone i can romance um but as v my v was always a lesbian i don't know and i don't typically play like my femme chef wasn't a lesbian um but like i don't i'm not just like a traditional stereotypical you know cis hat white guy you know like i'm not just like i don't know what could be some lesbian action um I don't know what you're saying. Exactly. Speaking Greek. I'm not picking a lesbian just because I'm a dude, but my V, she's got like a deeper voice. Um, I feel like this game was mildly designed with a male protagonist in mind, right? They can't even let you be your own protagonist. You got Johnny Silverhand along for the ride a lot of the way. And so, Mm -hmm. so like, I feel like it was more geared towards men. Um, which is fine. Um, but, uh, but because of that, like, I feel like my V is like a tougher, gal mm-hmm. and she's i don't know she's gay she's is who she is so she always she's a street kid from night city all right yeah she is a street she's kid tough. from night city yeah so um but uh but i also like that like i can put her in cool stuff now like uh wardrobe was another big thing like the things i was wearing just made my character look like a fucking moron and so now i've got like a look for her so she's got like right she she's got like a really cool look, um, and later right. on you get into the netrunner stuff, which is kind of like mm-hmm. hacking the the internet, right? And there are netrunner outfits, and those are kind of cool. Okay. You, you're you're in like Tron outfits almost, and so Wait, yeah. When you start out, like sort of where I'm at, I'm getting out of it now. But right where I'm at, you don't have a lot of money. You haven't done a lot of stuff. So, and you don't you, get a lot of money from the campaign missions is the challenge. Right. But it's, but it's like your wardrobe, you're equipping it for the perks and for mm-hmm. the stats. So you look like a crazy person. Yeah. Right. Cause you're just like, fuck it. But I would imagine when you get a little bit of more money and more stores open up to you and stuff, cause I've been in stores where there's cool shit, but I can't afford none of it. Um, so I would imagine down the road, you can actually, when you have the money, you can actually tailor how and you want to exactly look. exactly what I did. Yes. Yes. Um, and Whereas like me said, right I, now, I'm just like, whatever. Oh yeah. My V went on a spending spree. I probably spent over 200,000 credits, uh, not on clothes. Clothes don't ever get that much. Um, mm-hmm. but on, I got like a, uh, you know, each of the different parts of my, uh, cybernetic implant has at mm-hmm. least one perk on it. Right, that's why my V can like 
she moves faster than other people and time slows down when she slides and she can double mm-hmm. jump and she's got fucking blades built into her body like you know stuff like that um but I also have an outfit for her. In fact, I, I have two outfits for her, and they're both great. One's kind of like a neo-cyberpunk kind of thing where she's got, like, a a skirt and, like, mm-hmm. a bustier. But, like, she show, she's got really cool ink, so I like to show her skin a lot. Um, so you can kind of see, like, some of her tats and stuff like that. And then right. she's got, like, a like – a, it's not a trench, but a duster, I think is what they call it or something. It's like a leather duster. And then she's got, like – really cool chucks like some sneakers some some slick sneakers my yeah my dude not one piece matches from the <laughs> well, shoes and, to and the I hat was using it for nothing matches. same thing um her other one that i like a lot though is kind of goofy looking but i use like shit kicker boots with boxer mm-hmm. shorts over a net runner outfit so she's got like a, nice. a like a slick tron <clears throat> outfit but she's got these like shit kicker boots and like uh, shiny boxer shorts on so. Yeah, it's like my dude is like um, – it's like when you see a news report from like uh, Nigeria. <laughs> I know where you're going and then, Yeah, and then interview like a cab driver from Nigeria <laughs> and he's wearing like Puma sweatpants, a Pac-Man t-shirt and like a Baltimore Orioles baseball cap. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, because you're like, like sacking people, right? Like that's how you get your clothes early yeah. on. Um, so it's like I'm just all over the place. You know, whatever stat is higher is what I wear. For right now, until I can afford some swing. Because my dude used to be a business dude, right? That's my backstory. Mm-hmm. So I want to get back to wearing like suits and shit. So, and you'll definitely been be in, able to, yeah. Yes, I've been in the stores where they sell like the sweet suits that I'm like, oh. See, and I'm, I, yeah, and I think my problem is I'm not, oh, yeah, actually, to put my V in a suit would kind of be <sighs> slick. Yes, it would. Oh, no, I love like. Uh, and my V is not androgynous. She's very clearly a female, but like, I love the androgynous girl who wears mm-hmm. a suit. Like, oh, that's always been a look that, that I've, I've really gone for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, Shirley Manson uh, is a perfect example of that. Um, yes. uh, she, she'll do suits really and like slick her hair back and stuff. And like, it looks really yeah. cool anyway. Um, so what I, I d- basically, I did this wrong, but now I'm 25 hours <laughs> into this game. Um, another thing I'll tell you is the campaign's quite short. I have not finished it, but I looked it up, Trees, and I am, like, at the end. I just started Act 3. And, okay. Uh, not, you're in Act 2, just so you know. Okay. You're currently in Act 2 where you're at. And you are more than halfway through the campaign, Trees. And... I'm not mad at that. Yeah, other than, other than leveling, you're probably no more than five, six hours to the end if you played just the campaign. Um, so you might need to pad out your experience a little bit because that is the problem, right? It's the oblivion problem all over again. The campaign's like 10 hours. That actually makes me happy. That that okay. makes me want more eager to play more of it because you know, in my head when I'm thinking, oh, you know, people keep talking about this is like 100 hour plus shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if that's you want to pursue where I'm all like, the Arr. side quests with all the characters. And I got to be honest with you. Um, there's not too many that I'm going to do that with. Um, but they do some they do some cool stuff with the story. Um, and as you and Johnny kind of become more, you know, together and whatnot, um, uh, basically where he's just more influential on you, um, you get to pick. You still get complete control as the game goes on in your decisions. And they tell you that you're making decisions that you know, are clearly to determine whether you're going to let him 
kind of be more, you know, either either you're going to be your V or you're going to become Johnny or you're going to find some happy middle ground. And it's it, they do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like I said, I'm I'm nearing the end and I think I'm just going to wrap it up and then just be done with this game. Like. Right. I tried to play it like an Assassin's Creed game and it burned me. And so my advice to anyone listening, if you're still listening and and, and caring about cyberpunk is um, pursue the characters you like, even if it's all of them, then pursue all their side gigs. Mm -hmm. Stop when you get bored and do campaign missions. And you kind of want to sprinkle back and forth. So I would do like some campaign missions, then take a break and go do some side quests so you can get some of the cool gear. Because here's the problem is I've got all this cool gear, but I just don't have anything fun to do with it you know yeah so i gotta be honest the least interested thing for me is all the uh cybernetic shit upgrades i, oh, I, I forget yeah. to even look i forget to even look at them well like i like don't... the gun stuff and i like the mods but even when i look through the cybernetic stuff and i look at what they do I'm like, I don't really care. There, yeah, there's that, other than so. the blades and the double jump, which were probably the two dope ones. Um, I also hate that there's like a dozen Ripper docks throughout Night City. Right. And they all have different inventories. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. The same yeah, thing of all the yeah. stores. I don't like games that do that kind of stuff. I Just guess Skyrim did it, but like I didn't notice it as much. It's, mm. I, and you know what? Maybe even The Witcher did. This was, you know, obviously CD Projekt did The Witcher. But anyway, that I don't love. Um, one thing I will say that was a benefit of the tarot cards, though, Trees, is the campaign's not going to open up many areas for you. You're going to have to just go exploring in it. That's a, right. just another thing where you can just tell this wasn't, they didn't plan this very well. And COVID really fucked with it because, like, you can see how it's all piecemeal, right? And nothing is feels that cohesive in the world proper. The campaign's cohesive, and the mission structure of the side characters is, but the world and how you organically find new Ripper docks and new stores that have clothing and, and even exploring the map, it's all arbitrary. And mm-hmm. so the one thing with the tarot cards was when you go hunt down the tarot cards you have to go to all these weird places on the map. And in doing so, I unlocked a lot of the fast travel things. Like, I don't know how many you have, but I have probably like 30 fast travel locations, if not more. I can get around that city in a heartbeat. There's a fast travel near everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is beneficial. But like I said, just don't do the tarot mission with the interest in actually completing it. You're just doing it to open up parts of the map. And the question then becomes... Well, if there's nothing to do in those parts of the map, why even go there? And that's a good question mm-hmm. to ask. <laughs> so, yeah. why get the cybernetic upgrades if you're not going to do anything with them? Um, but anyway, so I'm wrapping it up. Uh, like I said, the main campaign seems cool, but uh, eh, I'm less than impressed with uh, <clears throat> certain parts well, of the game. Like you said, I, I like that that you're kind of saying that I can mainline the story because, uh, yeah, I don't have time. Hundred hours. You know, I got a young boxes career to nurture. I don't have yeah. time. No, I'll wrap uh, this game at probably thirty hours, if that. And that's um, good. And like and that. at least ten to twelve hours of it was wasted time. <laughs> it really right. was. Like, there's just no way to sugarcoat it. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, and last but not least, and believe it or not, um, uh, this is this is not going to be as long of a discussion as you think. I got to a couple points this week 
with Cyberpunk, first with the Cyber Psychos, then with the tarot cards, and then with um, the the romancing, where I just got pissed off at that game. And I was like, I, why don't you let me like you? Like, I was just mm-hmm. like, fuck you. And I, I ejected the game, and I was like, I'm not going to play this. I, I don't want to play this game. I don't want to beat it. Fuck this. And then I mainlined the story, and it really brought me back in. And so I was like, okay, I need to pick how I'm engaging with this game. But when I quit, I was like, oh, I'll show you up. And I went and bought Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> oh. So I booted up Elden Ring. Nice. I am going to love this game. I can tell. Um, I am five hours into it, and I did stop mm-hmm. because I'm going to finish Cyberpunk first. Um, I know that El- Elden Ring is going to be very good at piecemealing. Like, Trees, you can literally play Elden Ring for like 30 minutes. You'll accomplish something. Um, I like it. And you can just keep doing that for the... Most people are saying, like, Elden Ring is best in, like, one to two, sometimes three-hour chunks. You can binge it, but, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I talked to Hefe, um, you know, I think I talked about that. I recently talked to Hefe, um, and um, he was like, yeah, I just... I would get home from work and uh, have like 90 minutes to kill and just play it for like an hour or 90 minutes and, and, and do that every night. And like, that's how I played through that game. Um, and he says it's totally serviceable that way. Um, so that's good. Um, but, uh, but I, I wanted to boot it up and try it. And I was like, I was thinking I was fully migrating over to Elden Ring. Right. And what I got to say is I, so knowing all that, cool and what it is is you know we've talked about it it's it's basically like for people who it's breath of the wild meets D- dark souls is what it is right yeah and what i like about that is breath of the wild was very bad at its combat it was really bad with having fun things to do in the world this is my opinion i understand that but like i uh, breath of the wild was a good idea with a bunch of things i didn't want to do kind of like cyberpunk um this is a bunch of things I do want to do, you know, but I think this is why like new players will like it because a, a couple of the limitations of the Soulsborne games are gone now. You can level up like crazy. You can sit there and grind all fucking day and level up to ridiculous amounts, right? Like, and I know a lot of people do that. And even I did it um, for a certain part of this game where I was like, mm, my main build when I first started the game doesn't have a lot of health and has mm-hmm. a lot of stamina. Like, just just the natural personality of the character I built, which I built a, I forget what they're called, but it's a dual wielder. He has two swords. So he uses stamina fast, right? He has no shield. He's just swinging two scimitars. And so he's kind of dope, right? (laughs) Like, but uh, Mm. you need stamina. And so he had really low health in the beginning. And so I just, you know, grinded some levels to get him. Uh, it's called Vitality in this, but I had to get him to like, you know, 600 hit points. Well, or I don't know, Fred. That's the wrong build. The internet's going to tell you so. Yeah, no, they're not because no one fucking cares and I'm not listening. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so, so like you, you can get that done, but you can also just like run from everything, right? And there's just the map right. is, I, I don't even have a feel for how big the map is. The small early section that I was playing around in is huge compared to like the early sections of like a Demon Souls or something like, you know, um, B- uh, what is it? Batavia pa- Palace or whatever is the first area. Um, you know, like it's. It, that's way smaller than like the open 
fun area of uh, of you know Elden Ring. And you learn the lesson real quick that everything will kill you. Like I see a human, and I'm like, oh look, it's a human. Oh fuck, he's gonna kill me. Okay, um, <laughs> you know. And they do have a lot of little victories, right? Where you beat someone who's not a boss, but he's just a harder main regular character, and you're like, oh, okay, that's rewarding. Um, I did find a random cave that had a bunch of wolves in it and then had a boss at the end and I died and then I went back and I beat the boss eventually and so that was fun and I got a reward for it that was fun and things like that. So what I want to criticize though is I don't feel enough people do a good enough job talking about what the opening hours of this these games are if you're not a regular player of them. And I'm not a regular player of them. And this pissed me off in Demon Souls. This pissed me off in Bloodborne. And sure as shit, it pisses me off in Elden Ring. Would it fucking kill you to explain anything? No. No. That kills the whole vibe of it. That's their whole hook now. They can't explain anything. So I'm, If they explain stuff, they would get destroyed by I'm, their fans. Yeah, so I, I start the game and I'm like, okay... I found the first, uh, whatever you call it. I call it a bonfire, but it's called something else in this game. It's called like a... See, and I'm not memorizing what they're called. But anyway, it's called a something. And when you see it, you go up and touch it. And it goes, oh, it's revealed. And it becomes a fast travel part on the map, which I like. And then you can choose whether or not you want to meditate, right? To do the various things like refill all your flasks. You're given three flasks to like heal. And you get to choose, you know, you can level up later on and stuff like that. You know, I I love that you get to choose whether or not you want to meditate there. Because if you don't, then the enemies don't respawn yet, right? Um. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm playing through the game and like, I found a couple of those and I cleared out like an early village and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, when do I start leveling up? And I was like, huh, I, it must just like trigger at some point. And so there I go, I decided to explore the map and mind you, I don't have the horse yet either. I'm like, wonder when the horse comes into it. Torrent, when does, when does that happen? And so I'm just wandering around in trees. I wandered to everywhere in, cause you find a map. Basically the whole map is like just dark. And as you explore it, it doesn't fill in with like terrain or anything. But as you see, you know, just, area just when you when you open a fast travel point or when you see like a building or something like it'll populate on your map um but early into the first area like you get a map like you just find it on the ground and it it makes like a full topographical with like lots of things revealed like map right it looks like what you would think a map looks like you know kind of like what a cyberpunk map looks like or you know whatnot um and so I went to like a new area that's way out in the in the boundaries over there. And I was like, I went like everywhere that was on my map. And then I went to like areas that are were outskirts. And I definitely bumped into some creatures that were like way stronger than me, right? And stuff like that. And I hadn't gotten Torrent. And I had opened up like, shit, man, like a dozen of these fast travel areas. And I'm like, why can't I level up yet? And why don't I have Torrent yet? And I was like, I'm like three hours in, like, by now, Mm -hmm. this should happen. And you go look and they're like, oh, well, if you don't go to this area at night and touch this 
um, and, and you, you've got to be in this specific area in the opening areas, and you've got to touch this specific one, and I had touched it, but you have to actually meditate in that area. Then you get a cutscene that gives you Torrent, and you get another cutscene that gives you um, uh, leveling up. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I never would have done that. Like, that area has a lot of humans around it, and I just wouldn't have gone there to meditate in that one spot had I know, unless I <clears throat> had found out that, like, that was the case. But now, that's Fred, fucking bullshit. But now you're in the know. No, all I right? have to fucking look that up. And I always have to look it up. I get all these just things still. and it doesn't tell you how to use them. Yeah, but now you know. Now you know yes, and now, now you're in the now, know. Now it was very annoying. And like then I got and then even using torrent, they don't explain it. She's like, here's here's this thing for using torrent. And then you go look online and somebody's actually made a guide. They're like, okay, what you need to do is you need to equip it in one of your quick spots. And then you just press X and use it like any other item and it'll summon Torrent. And Torrent's cool. So like, and then I was like, how do I get off Torrent? No one explains it. They're like, oh, well, you've got to, because there's stealth in this game. You can duck and move stealthy. And Mm -hmm. they're like, you, you just need to click on that, on the stealth button while you're on his back. I would never think to do that because I would never think to duck. While I'm a horse. I know the horse isn't going to duck down and be stealthy, right? Although it'd be dope if he would. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just like, fucking, this isn't explained to me. And then they, like, I later on unlocked the ashes, which is a different thing, which it it was just luck of the draw that that one was a little more designed because she just comes out at night next to one of the shops. And so there's a good chance you'll fast travel to one of the shops and it'll eventually be night. And then she gives me these ashes where I can like summon these wolves to help me. But I'm like, how do I summon them? And then people are like, oh, well, when you get to certain bosses, you'll see an area where you can summon them and it'll tell you to. And I'm like, okay. It's just like every time I get something, I feel like I have to, you know, look it up. And then there's like ashes of war or something, which are like perks you can put on weapons. And I'm like, they're all grayed out. And then you go and look and they're like, well, if you're a two-handed build, you have to have your your one of your hands free in order to attach it to a weapon. So if you're a two-handed build and you never think to, you know, get rid of one of your weapons in, you know, one of your weapons in your left hand, then you'll never see the ability to use these. And it's just like, like just nothing's explained. Fuck that. I hate that shit about these mm-hmm. games. I really fucking do. And it's still there. Another thing that I'm wa- I'm worrying, I'm now that I've like leveled up and gone and explored more things, I'm making good progress and stuff, but I am concerned about is the scimitar and uh, even the short sword and the the falchion and stuff like that, which are weapons that I regularly use in 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 games and there was a bloodborne equivalent like the main cleaver you get at the beginning like those move with like a quick like they're the quickest of the weapons or at least the main weapons that you can like attack people with and i i like to do a lot of like attacking and rolling and stuff like that they've made that swing like wider like it it's it feels almost like there's a delay to it but it, there's not and i don't like that i'm like i need a weapon that i can swing faster i need armor that's lighter and i have not found those things and so we'll see where it goes but like i'm not digging that either like my character just feels like he's a little bit more clumsy and lumbering 
than he should be, especially someone like me who's doing a dodge roll dual wield build, right? Like I need, I need more versatility there. So uh, early on, like I can see where I'm going to love it, but it, it was a little like, had I played this in the blind and people hadn't gone like, trust me, this is a lot of fun and it wasn't getting a lot of praise. And it was like most of the other from software games, they just come out and those fans play them. I, it would have given me a bad first impression. Like I do not like the opening hours of this game. It's not hard either. And which is fine. I don't need it to be hard, but like Mm. that I can handle. I can handle the opening hours of those Soulsborne games being hard. What I can't handle is just all this other nuance bullshit. So right, right. So yeah, the game's head is still thoroughly wedged up its ass, and all those fucking bastards who like play these games constantly are like, well, actually, if you were any good at the game, you know, those people. Oh yeah, they like you said, they get to have their field day with this game all over again, but. If you're not used to playing these games, I think this is a great intro because, again, it, it it feels way less like you hit walls and way more, like, versatile. Uh, and it's not as difficult. Um, mm-hmm. and you can level your way into anything that's that difficult. Um, but it is off <clears throat> first. You're like, fuck this. Like, mm-hmm. so. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Wow. So that's it's a game I would like to. I want to play it. I want to play it. I think you'll like. And it. I want to get the. I want to. I want that cool steel book too. Yep, and I've got the steel book. So you got the one with the lion head. Yep, yep. Not the oh. one from the limited edition. I ended up getting the Best Buy one. Yeah, um, that's the better one. Yeah, some the, random the lion like pawn no shop. One. They they knew what they had, but they didn't want to waste their time with a bunch of fucking people like bidding on it and stuff. So they just had one, and they said. Some surface scratches on it. It's in pretty good condition. 15 bucks, free shipping. So, oh, yeah. You got a good deal. Price. There was a little, you can tell there's like a little like dent somewhere in the spine. You can't see it, but when you open the book. One up, second. What? One second. Uh-huh. Hold on for one second. Sure. I gotta, hold on. So yeah, it's a, like I said, the, the spine's got like, Something in it, again, you can't see it, but when you open the book, you can feel where there must be some defect or something, and I'm sure some nerd hated it and just turned it into a local place. But as far as the scratches go, I didn't even see any, really. Like, the, it, it looks great. It looks great, and it, it functions fine. Um, you know, it opens and closes and whatnot. Um, so, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I managed to get that one uh, on the cheap, real slick. Uh, mm on ebay so i got lucky there but uh i'm jealous yeah because those things are selling for like 40 bucks or something mm-hmm. um, and any of the ones that are cheaper than that usually have like a major like i saw one where it was like a major fucking dent and hitting the guy was like 30 bucks i'm discounting <laughs> it for you because it's imperfect it's in it's got an imperfection and i was like an yeah. imperfection it looks like you took a fucking <laughs> ball peen hammer to that thing my guy like wow <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah. and and I hear it's it's actually because of Best Buy. I hear Best Buy like puts those steel books in like thin little envelopes and like throws them all around and stuff, so they get my, damaged easily. But my my, uh, my Star Wars Lego steel books came very uh, suspect. They gotcha. came floating around like in a open box, like just no padding. They were just like rattling around. In Interesting. There, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so there you go. Right. <laughs> 
Anyway, all right, well, let's call it. I'm uh, going to wrap up Cyberpunk 2077, and then just to be a total nerd, I'm going to start. Um, uh, I finally installed Trees Call of Duty Vanguard. So I'm going to try, oh. I'm going to play that. So I'm going to be playing that as my mm-hmm. side gig also in, you know, starting it on Memorial Day. But, uh, and mm-hmm. I was very pleased to see I didn't have to install War Warzone. They've actually made a version of this where you just install the campaign. The campaign mm-hmm. weighs in at a hefty 78 gigs. So oh. <laughs> it's okay. not a small game. So anyway, so I'll be delving into that this week. So, um, but uh well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your vacay. Everybody oh, has yeah. a, uh, a good Memorial Day. Go back and listen to Questions for Trees. Mm-hmm. And we will be back next week. So until then, happy gaming. Later.